Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's good, Internet? It is Friday, July 9th, and you are listening to Waypoint Radio, episode 408. I'm your host, Austin Walker. I'm joined today by Patrick Klepek. It's blowing me away. I was like, you know, the, 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 was it the THX commercial or whatever, where the guy's sitting right. in the chair and it's like, whoa, Austin <laughs> blaring me away with that intro. I'm trying to bring high energy back because Woo. I don't have any. And so if I start with high energy, it'll carry forward a little bit. Also joining me, Kato is here. Yeah, let's, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, That's, some okay. all you memers out there, I need you to take the intro to this podcast and match it up with that THX commercial and yeah. put a Photoshop of my face on <laughs> it. Your face, yeah, blow yeah, me away. Oh, back. Fuck. Uh, how's it going, everybody? We we had a long we had a, we had. So I last episode I did was Monday. So actually, did I just give the wrong number? Was that, I said four oh eight? I should have said four oh nine. Does Rob no, update it? I don't know. Can we blame this on Rob. It's oh uh, Rob. Mm, Is wait Monday? That was Rob the Monday pod. It. Oh, there's a Monday pod. You're correct. You're that right. Was a Friday you're pod. off. Yeah. yeah so yeah, I, yeah. I didn't miss it. Did I miss the Friday pod last week? You yes. did. Yes. I you did. Were you were okay. on a train. I was on a bus. Bus. Yeah. We didn't, I didn't do any train. I wish there was a train that ran from New York to Atlantic City. There, there isn't. isn't. Every time there is one, it fails. Oh. No one takes it because <laughs> Atlantic City <laughs> right. is sure. dying. Uh, because uh, it's being used Even just only like, as as like a stop yeah. along the way to something else. I don't know. No, because that route is Philadelphia. Uh. The, the route south into into the southern states, like Maryland and whatnot, mm. uh, <laughs> is through Philly. Because Philly and then down. The way you said uh, Maryland and whatnot was yeah. <laughs> there are parts of. Let me tell you something about Maryland. There are parts okay. of Maryland that are the South. Yeah. Ooh. So yeah, there are. I mean, that's true about New York too. That's true about that's true about Canada. I've been parts of Canada and been like, oh, I'm in I'm in Alabama now. I see. <laughs> Let me tell. I've seen oh Confederate God. flags. Lick your in finger, the, put it to the air. Oh, a hundred percent. I can. I that's a, there's a little white supremacy around there's here. There's a little, little white supremacy rolling around here. Oh no. God. Anyway, uh, <laughs> not that the South is just white supremacy. To be clear, blah blah blah. You know uh, yeah, this. Yeah, you know yeah, we yeah. we have fans in the South. We I, I have family in the South. You can't always just where you live. in the South. Yes, it's not really yes. the South. Florida doesn't count as the South in, in Florida's any. Florida's complicated. <laughs> Florida's got Florida's some South in, in it. It does. Florida's got the South in it. Yeah, that's true. A little yes. bit. A yes. little bit. Sections Florida is of both it. in the South and is has South in it, but I don't know that it's. Florida it also has a, a, also has a place called South Florida, which is not necessarily the South, but mm. no, right. no. It's, com- it's complicated. Anyway, <laughs> that means I, so I was, I was, I was, I was in Jersey. I was in South Jersey, which is actually not the part of Jersey I was in is not, this is not, does not have shades of the South though. If you go West from where I was by like 20, 30 miles, you do get to Vineland, New Jersey, which was the headquarters of the KKK for a little oh. while then. All right. So, Just a little uh, you know? here on our guided tour. <laughs> Here's a guided um, tour. 
that's no good. Uh, so <laughs> welcome to Austin Walker's That's No Good. That's, that's no um, good. Uh, so yeah, so I'm glad I was on a trip, which means, you know, the stuff that I have to, to bring to bear today is a lot of Switch stuff. And I I have the feeling that that is also just generally true from looking at this list of games <laughs> y'all sent me. Yeah, you know, very clearly we uh, we knew that out of nowhere, Nintendo was going to <laughs> stealth drop a 7 a.m. announcement uh-huh. of God. a highly disappointing new Switch model that goes completely contrary to all the rumors and reporting that probably reporting. came from the supply the chain. Rumors, right. Yes. The rumors I expect to be wrong every time. Fully um, wrong every time. You know, so yeah. well, let's, let's get into it. I'm going to I'm going to table this. Like, the short version I will say is okay. it looks like largely the data miners were right. And the quote unquote reporters were wrong. Is basically. Ooh, so we'll, we can get there. We can unpack that. Wait, you don't want to just jump into it at this point? Because <laughs> I, I feel like. I guess we can. I, I feel mean, like with that energy, I gotta, we got to keep that same energy at this point. <laughs> I don't want to take a break and you come back less spicy. That's true. I mean, it is. It, so uh, what does it mean to it's like there's layers, right? Do yeah. I think? Also, maybe you can provide a little bit of insight yeah, into what yeah, goes into this sort of. Ro- well, let's set up thing. to where. Let's, let's get to where we. Got, how do we get to where we got to? <laughs> yes. Uh, the, the switch has been out for. Uh, oh, really quick. Wait, what's the news item? So, that, so that everyone is on the same page. Because some people may okay. not have There's seen this. There's a new, release. a brand new uh, switch with an OLED screen that has yes. a uh, that is the uh, I believe the physical screen size is like. Only slightly bigger, but there's less bezel, so you're getting, like, more real estate. It's kind of how you've seen, um, uh, like, the iPads and stuff over time. Like, their shape may not change as much, but, like, they reduce the bezel, so you get more right. display. And so there's We're going from an LCD. Yes. It was an LCD dis- display previously, yes. and now it's an OLED d- display. Yeah, which is, like, which, better blacks, like, right, uh, yeah. like better colors. Um, yes, yes. Um, go, go watch a digital foundry video, but like, it looks, it looks nicer. Mm-hmm. That's what all your phones yeah. and tablets have. And it's now, what like ev- yeah. most devices have moved to in the last five years as OLED became, uh, more uh, affordable. Um, plasma, just real, just a, just a little side note. Remember when uh-huh. plasma t- screen TVs were a thing? Don't people wow. still swear by those, right? Like they, they don't want to give them up because they the, look so good. Cause they don't they make plasmas anymore. Sick. Right. Oh. Yeah. Cause they're, I, yeah, they don't, they're very expensive, I believe. Um, um, this is not. This is not. Burn, they have like uh-huh. hella burning yes, issues, but if you maintain it otherwise, it looks great. <laughs> I feel like the Brad and Will make it made a tech pod should do a plasma screen episode. Maybe they did and I missed it. But <laughs> talk to me that about seems, plasma. Screen, yeah, that guys. seems that seems appropriate. Put a um, plasma screen on a switch, <laughs> please. <laughs> Someone do it. Anyway. Uh and other stuff the, that's on that, it's like a new, a new a, kickstand. A, a, a kickstand that goes all the way across the back because who among us has not took their Switch on an oh. airplane for the first time, put the Switch up on the kickstand, not because it made sense ergonomically or for how I wanted to play, but this is new and I want to use the new features. Mm-hmm. And then you just watch that kickstand snap off and disappear underneath an airplane yeah. seat, what? never to be found again. Oh, that's no. what happened to me. Yeah, I think but, I'll connect immediately. Who... Who uses their switch in a kickstand capacity? People don't do that. They just do it in promo videos. I know that some people videos. do it. I knew some, some people, people do it. it. I, maybe I'll do it if, if I believed it worked and it wouldn't I, break. I, yeah, I guess there's not many instances. I like the fact so that the I switch- used it the first time I had this. I, I was hanging out with a friend. Sure, at let's play a Mario diner, And well, this is when, when the only thing I had for the system was Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I was like, you guys see the fucking Breath of the Wild <laughs> shit. And I set it up on our diner table, yeah. like a TV. I see that. Yeah. And that there was fun. Go. Anyway, Ethernet port on the on the 
built Woo. in to the dock. Well, uh, well, I believe sacrificing the USB 3 ah. the input back there, but you still get two USB 2s on the outside. You'll be fine. Um, Probably. And that's... Uh, audio, some battery. sort of clear, better, better, better sound. speakers. No, no, no. Speakers, well, just better just better speakers. output of the speakers. There's okay. not um, as not far as we know. Chip. There's not there a, a, they don't put that Genesis chip in there. You that cannot, first one. You, you <laughs> cannot use your wireless headphones on on, on this. That is still still I mean, you, still. Yeah, uh, I, I still. Uh, oh shoot, where is it? Do I have it? Um, you have a dongle. Uh, yeah. I don't have my he's looking. He's looking here. around the room. He's. I'll look it. I'll look it up. I'll look it up later. It's a. It's it's excellent. They sent it to me. Like Who's that? Is it Nintendo? I don't know. No, it's a third. I'm going to look it up, but know. I'm not going to sit here. I can't tell you to even look it up because then you're going to look at like, the, I'll, I'll find it later. One. But this, this is what people uh, have had Nico to do. Something. You can use, you can use your, uh, you know, your yeah. AirPods on your Switch. You just got to buy a, yeah. you know, $50 dongle. Um, gotcha. Anyway, it's, it is not, uh, so leading up to uh, this moment, um, I'd say about a month ahead of the e, uh, quote unquote E3, like that period. Um, and Nintendo is one of those companies that, institutionally just seems to love E3. And so there was a lot of speculation that they would uh, announce a new Switch because there had been... So folks that data mine firmware updates for the Switch had found evidence of a new model um, that had different specs. Um, This is not something exclusive to the Switch. If you go and read rumors, people who are data mining like iOS updates or Android updates, it is frequent to find like evidence of... Uh, upcoming hardware and details about that hardware um, by by mining uh, like early uh, releases or updated releases of of firmware and and things like that. Um, Yes, the Genki Audio Bluetooth 5.1 adapter for Nintendo Switch is the one I was... Yep. I use. Okay. Uh, it's it's awesome. Works with your AirPods just fine. Can switch between the devices. It doesn't have any oh, notable latency. It connects latency. to the Switch directly. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I yeah. see. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I use it on Air, it. like using airplanes with a. Like an AirPod Pro noise cancellation mm, feature, sure. mm, delicious. Um, and so you know we're coming up on uh, the the Nintendo Switch launch lines up with the fifth anniversary of Waypoint. Um, so yeah. we're coming up right on the fifth anniversary uh, of the launch of the Switch, um, which we've had a Switch Lite, uh, a a a smaller, uh, more plasticky, like feels like you can drop the Switch that cannot dock. Um, <laughs> yeah. And we got, like, a refresh where, like, a battery change happened, right? Yeah, the battery yeah. got slightly better. Um, and so it seemed like we were at an opportune time, um, probably not for a Switch 2, because the Switch has just been so enormously successful. Yeah. It gets cheaper and cheaper to manufacture. Nintendo, yep. even before these these worldwide chip shortages that have been a mash of COVID and cryptocurrency bullshit, um, they, they were struggling to... You know, it didn't feel like it was Nintendo being Nintendo. We can't make enough of or artificial artificial scarcity. It's like quite literally like they just can't make make enough of them. And so, uh, it, but it still seemed like an opportune time for them to sell like a, a higher end model with this lower end model that gets cheaper and cheaper. And you know, they they can hit up tens of millions of us that would just be happy for like a slightly better switch sort of like the new 3ds uh, for good and, reason as we'll come to talk yeah, about as it, throughout the rest several of, of the games we're going to get through at the rest of this podcast will collide with a you bunch know, of people <laughs> who love their switch breath of the wild a launch title that ran like shit like the master sword sequence all the korok forest stuff was rough and so like every year there are games i play on the switch where i go like, damn i wish this thing had a little bit more did that juice. run better on the wii u though yes Did that it? Is, i believe that's correct 
Mm. I believe mm. the Wii version, I believe, maybe ran better. So maybe they pushed too far with the fog. I don't know. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that, I mean, by all accounts, that was a, a Wii U game that just became a, a Switch Though game. Though also, so. but maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe it, maybe that section also ran bad on the Switch. I were on the Wii U. I, I don't want to. I don't want to be defending. Bad mouth. Uh, <laughs> yeah. At this point, I've seen so much glorious PC Breath of the Wild footage uh-huh. of people running it on emulators that, like, I that's the footage that comes to mind when I think the best Breath of the Wild has ever looked is is you sh- people should just go look up how good that it's game gorgeous. Looks. It's yeah. unbelievable. Um, and and so you know, uh, sort of fueling this nat- like natural part of the evolution, despite Nintendo being slow. Uh, uh, the Switch games really starting, including Nintendo games. You have. They're, you know, one of Nintendo's most recent releases, Bowser's Fury, being mm-hmm. 30 FPS in handheld mode, 60 FPS in docked mode, like showing that they themselves are starting to brush up against uh, like the, the limits of, of their own hardware and having to find different ways of, right. of handling that. Uh, there was reporting for, yeah, first from data miners who, who discovered there was a, a different model. And that seemed to suggest and line up with there being uh, some spec uh, differences, uh, including... Uh, a a dock that would be capable of 4K output. Um, I you know I I'm not I didn't brush up exactly on everything about the data miners before I got to this segment, but that is like the long and short of it. That there was evidence of a different model of, of potentially different models, but they're only trying to glean what they can glean from you know stuff that is littered in in the firmware. It's not right. like it says necessarily switch to here's what to expect. Um, right. right. But there, there was there was evidence that Nintendo was playing around with another Switch model. Um, that then lined up with uh, an, uh, a number of credible reports from uh, multiple outlets. I forget the order. I believe there were people saying expect an updated Switch in the near future before the uh, Bloomberg report, which is really the one that sort of solidified it for mm-hmm. myself and a lot of people that maybe this was was happening. There were rumblings from quote-unquote insiders, which that's a whole separate discussion. Let's not get into it. The insiders are not the Jeff Grubbs, Jason Schreier's of the world. These are folks in fan communities yes. that frequently do know people or know people that know people and get access to information um, that can sometimes be credible depending on, you know, the the way the but wind is turning and what those I would say have access to. One of the biggest, the, the I would say the two biggest differences between what you see from people were quote unquote insiders and historically trustworthy, you know, reporting is one, uh, a lot of fans who have insider connections will, you know, publish a forum post with vague details that uh, they are themselves jumping to some conclusion based on something they've been told. And more importantly, too, they're basing it off of like a single person they know who has told them something and maybe that person has has misunderstood something. Uh, well, a well-reported version of this story. When I think, when I think about like when I was doing the, when we were both doing the PS4 Pro uh, reporting, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You were still at Kotaku, I was a giant bomb. We both presumably had multiple contacts. Right. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing for you because I've worked with you for years. I believe that is how you do your reporting yes. from first-hand experience. You have multiple sources who verify that, and maybe you have a key source who gives you the juice. Who's like, oh shit. And then Here's you see other people to nod at it and go, yeah, totally, yeah, that's yeah that right. just looks that that sounds right. You know, you don't show them too much, but they they give you they confirm it independently. You know, yeah, um, and also you often end up with evidence, not just someone who says a thing, but a, a piece of paper, you know, something an email, you, can look at, you know, an like email, a memo, a spec um, sheet, 
uh, yeah, video sometimes. Like there's, but even, there's, but even, but even proper, you know, quote unquote reporters who like, like myself, who identify that way and sort of hold themselves to that sort of standard. You, you have different layers of sources. Oh, like, for example, uh-huh. I can say I've told you privately a, f- a number of things I know about Nintendo, yeah. right? Yes. That I cannot report because in the best way that I can describe it, like the way that information comes to me is like a person who knows a person who knows a bunch of other people. And so it, none of it's firsthand. Um, right. You know, like it's not a person that works at Nintendo, but it's a person that like ends up in an orbit of information. So I can't report it because I have right. nowhere to take right. that information to. Yep. It's like, I know it's true. <laughs> if I if I got on Twitter and said, this is happening, it would happen. Um, right. But I can't because I, the, just the, the, the standard I hold myself to towards publishing. Whereas frequently with insiders, that is often what is the case is like you have a vector into um, somebody that maybe knows someone. And so the information gets kind of mushy and, and lost yeah. and is not always um, there, there, there. Anyway, there's just a lot of a lot of smoke that suggested between like uh, legitimate reporters who seem to be indicating that, yeah, it sounds like something's coming. Um, uh, then Bloomberg, uh, Bloomberg's Asian team uh, drops a report. That says basically, yeah, like Nintendo is working on uh, prepping an announcement for a new Switch model that will have a number of like fan requested features. It is not a Switch 2, but it'll have a dock that outputs at 4K. It will have a slightly better processor. Um, It will have support for DLSS. Essentially, as we talked about before, a way for uh, you to, to, for example, to not display graphics in native 4k but to uh you know put them in in 4k using ai the algorithms basically mm-hmm. your shit looks nicer and at higher resolutions without requiring the gpu and cpu power to pull it off natively and that seems to be the future of where graphics tech is going is not native 4k but getting close enough and tricking it with with algorithms and that that was a the idea that that's a solution for the switch makes a ton of sense for low-cost, cheap hardware yeah. that will try and make it look better through essentially magic, uh, <laughs> like really, like if you the first time you watch a video explaining and looking at how DLSS works, it really just seems like oh they just turned a knob up um, and uh, they didn't have to you know put a giant new graphics card in there, but you need new hardware to make that work, and that seemed. Uh, the Bloom report said that was coming soon. It might be announced ahead of E3, so and the developers even, they could start. They dated it at 2021. They said a yes. new 2021 Switch model. Yep, and that it might be shown before E3 um, in the way that Nintendo frequently stealth drops things uh, without like a bunch of fanfare uh, to, to let developers show off their games um, at E3 ahead of a, the Nintendo Direct, which was going to be happening like later in the E3 schedule. So that kind of set the table of expectations for what was going to happen. And then E3, oh, nothing happens pre-E3. Nothing happens at E3. Uh, nothing happens after E3. <laughs> and then a couple days ago, in the morning, like, I got a ping from Emmanuel. He's like, hey, you up? And I was like, well, I am, but I'm like dropping off my kids at daycare. He's like, I got it. All right, I'm going to write this blog up of this new Nintendo Switch model. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> I got, you know, Elizabeth, my youngest, I'm on the second daycare drop-off. And I was like, Elizabeth, hold on. <laughs> Dad, daddy needs to see what's up with this new switch model um here's here's a cracker and yeah what we get is this this like very modest upgrade in which the eternals are more or less the same the display is a little better it's 50 dollars more which is something we should have pointed out earlier um and i would say the response uh, both from myself and a lot of people was 
like uh, some real, even despite decades, decades of historic disappointment with how Nintendo operates and and trying to have conservative estimates for their relationship with technology and hardware. Um, I think a real profound uh, sense of disappointment that what we're going to get this year in October um, is is essentially a switch that, you know, a lot of people who own one will buy one, but really it's just meant to be like a higher yeah. end model for people who are buying one for the first time. And it's like, oh yeah, I'd like a, the, the nicer screen. That seems cool. I'll just, I'm already spending 300. I'll spend uh, 50, 50 bucks more. Um, and that's, that's kind of where we're at. Um, it does not preclude a Switch Pro or a new, the, the new Switch coming out uh next year um you know they they could do that at, you know it would not shock me if that was you know announced next summer or something like that but um by announcing this they they've certainly changed the timetable on that and i think the way that ties into a bunch of things we're going to talk about is that like it, i the switch is my favorite console like i love it like pr people know to just not even send me the other console they put it in the bottom they're like hey here's a switch code if you'd like another one for you or your team like let us know because i always request it because it fits into my life the most it is the most convenient i it's just i it's just really fun to use and i'm not a frame like even though i've become somewhat of a frame rate snob due to things like like performance modes in the ps5 Mm -hmm. when i play on the switch it all goes away for the most part but i've encountered a series of games including ones we're going to talk about today where i don't need a PS5 in like my backpack, but God damn it. I would just like to be able to run things at higher than yeah. 17 frames a second sometimes because it's not even necessarily impacting gameplay moment to moment. Although that does happen in one of the games that we'll get to. Uh, it's just kind of ugly to look at and ends up being a disservice to like the really pretty games that are on that screen. Yeah. And it's a bummer. Um, <laughs> So and they that's, even that's, added that's where a, we're at. a nicer screen that will still right. have the frame issues. But yeah, right. it'll I don't, be pretty I, for when it works, and then when it doesn't, it's gonna look pretty bad. Pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty. I get that these things are that these things are are connected, but when I want more power in the switch, it is extremely not to get 4K performance right. out of it. It is about frame rate stability more than anything else. Um, and I'm also not a big frame rate like snob in any way, but I know that I think about something like uh, Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity, where like. That is a game that had such bad frame rate that it was hard for me, someone who was very excited for that game, to like push through. Um, and more importantly, I think about things like all the work that goes into making a game like that, and all like the unique animations for all the characters, and all of the, the kind of atmosphere of of these places. And it's like it's done kind of dirty by the by the hardware at this point. Um, and that's such a shame because the the it's so good. I love the, the console. I, I've also put a ton of time into the console this week. Um, there's so much I love about the Switch. It, and, and you know, 80% of the time I'm playing the Switch, I'm not bothered by its performance. But that 20% yep. is frustrating and, and is, is limiting in some ways because I it, it, there are – it would be nice to get this little this little soft push that allows people to stretch a little bit more. We saw it on the, with the with the uh, PS4 Pro and the, the Xbox – whatever, the Xbox Series – not series. What was the what was it called? The Xbox One X. One X, right? That gave it a little bit of lasting power. I still, you know, maybe that Bloomberg reporting is still right in twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three. We'll get. I think. I think it is. So I'd like to to close, oh, the yeah, to close the loop on, on my my shade at the yeah. uh, 
like the, the discrepancy between the data miners and and like sort of the reporter. What I think happened, this is my best guess. This is not based on <laughs> like, Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> my guess is the Bloomberg team is right. That model exists and that there are two models and that what the data miners found was that um, there was a model that lined up to be very much just the existing switch with right. a, a, a dock that could output at 4K. But that doesn't mean like that just mean, mean on a spec sheet there's a dock that could output at 4K. Nintendo's not going to let right. it or they b- built it to a specs that didn't include that part of it. And so my my belief is that um, if you read, like I follow a lot of like Apple news, like a lot of like rumors about the future of those devices come from supply chains. Um, right. Don't come from insiders at Apple necessarily. You know, you have your folks like your, if you follow Apple stuff, Mark Gurman is a, is a, a reporter also at Bloomberg who clearly just has insiders at Apple talking about upcoming features and ideas. But a lot of the times when you're hearing like the new camera is going to do this, it's like, that's not an insider at Apple. That's like someone, you know, on the supply chain that, that saw it. So my guess is that's where Bloomberg got their news. And that is a model that will, I think could very well come next year. I don't know when, the, but that, the, 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 the uh, Game Boy Advance SP came out a year before the DS. For right. example, like they're dropping right. new revisions of hardware and then dropping a brand new like piece of hardware a year apart. So like total like this could totally be that there's the little like this. When I saw this happen, I was like, oh, it's the the the, the switch SP or whatever. Uh, Yeah, the game like the, the way the Game Boy Advance SP was like, it's a better screen, like a different form factor. But really, it's just backlit. That's all we did to it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that was now, a granted, hugely important. Yeah, that was like, <laughs> that was, like no, that, yes, the, to be fair, what? the back, the backlight lighting. Was that hardware very, was borderline unplayable in some <laughs> in some instances. Uh, truly a testament to the quality of of the <laughs> software on that system that any of us put up with that shit for yeah. as long as we did. Yeah. What a good system that was. God uh, damn. And then a year later, they dropped the DS, right? They dropped the new, like, thing. so like, Switch 2 coming out yeah, next but year. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. Could still happen. I still, I think I like the SP more than I ever liked the <laughs> DS. Well, the DS, it, in I mean, my heart so of hearts. I love the DS. You need, well, but also, you need to remember, um, like, the history of Nintendo... They did not pitch the DS as the successor to the Game Boy. True. They right. pitched it as this is an experiment. We're trying yeah. something new. So part of the reason that timeline is as compressed as it is, mm. is just we look back on it now and go, mm-hmm. the DS was such a like a phenomenon, like such a success that, oh yeah, that was just the Game Boy 3.0. Right. right. No, right. It, it wasn't. It was them being like, okay, if this doesn't work out, like like we can just <laughs> shuffle this bad boy to the side and who wants another Game Boy? Yeah, um, this one right. does 3D. Uh, and I, I, you know, my my suspicion with the Switch is that there will we will get this in the in October next holiday. We will get this Switch Pro equivalent, and there is a Switch Two, but it is likely f- further off than would make any of us <laughs> like truly comfortable. Um, I, which makes me con- makes me concerned about the the future. Of Switch software, not in the sense that will it sell, it will continue to sell just fine. And Nintendo games specifically, and Nintendo games, which are the ones that sell the most on this hardware, are typically the best engineered to look good. I think, you know, the uh, Age of Calamity is an exception. Also, not made by Nintendo, collaboration with Nintendo, made by uh, Koei, uh, Team Ninja, right? Or Koei Tecmo. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, I expect Nintendo games to perform 
better than anyone else and look better than than anyone else. But it does seem like, you know, we'll get, you know, games like Monster Hunter stories, which like have a very beautiful art style, but also like, oh, no, I'm in the town. How come I can't <laughs> walk at a frame? Where are My expectations are low enough for Switch 2 that I believe that whatever this like we would be calling the Switch Pro will end up being the Switch 2. Like that that will be the fanfare around it. It'll be like this is the new one, even though right. all it really does is now we can do 4K. Maybe they'll call it the Switch 4K or some shit, right? Right? Yeah. Like they, the the naming convention could be wherever, but it just feels like I don't know. This was so wildly like the Switch was so wildly popular that I don't know where they go. Like I don't know how quickly they're turning around something that couldn't be the number two if what we've got now was this small th- refresh and that other model is still out like floating right uh, yeah i i don't hmm, i guess no yeah I, I don't expect them to put out a switch two in the next few years still they the tail on this thing has been so long already right and it doesn't seem like it's gonna subside to, to patrick's point about like the nintendo software will continue to sell until they feel they are hitting hard, difficult, you know, stop points, I can't imagine yeah. them putting out. Also, I'm, I'm not, not even sure. That's that's a, what, I, I think them hitting hard, difficult stop points is not even necessarily the right. motivator. It's yeah. the switch is starting to sell less. Yeah, time People, for the time for the yeah, switch too. The, the right. switch, the switch has has is in everyone's hands already. In the same way that when you look at the the long tail of something like the the PlayStation or the PS2 or or you know the the uh, uh, the Wii, where like yeah, the Wii sold so many that eventually <laughs> the saturation was so deep that they needed to sell another console in order to keep console sales up. Right. 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 Uh, and I think yeah. that's, that's the model to look at is like, yeah. when, when does the phenomenon end? And like these models along the way, this, a switch light, you know, the switch OLED, uh, which is very funny to see their naming conventions in like the press release. It's just like yeah. Nintendo switch OLED, OLED screen, OLED, OLED, OLED. OLED. Uh, don't worry about it's it. like those those just boosted along along the way and they they get better margins along along the way and you know they're they make a lot of money but they make you know less money than you think relative to giant companies and so i think as soon as that as soon as those sales dip but i just don't see any yeah i don't see that on it's the horizon anytime I'm, I'm looking soon. at the list now and and we they're they're you know the we the we switch comes out in 2017 yep. early 2017 Wii U comes out in November 2012, so that is a that's little little under five years of mm-hmm. difference. Wii U Although, is 2006, yeah. so that's a that's a six year jump. 2006 to 2012, GameCube is 2001. So we're in that space. Right. If they were keeping to that space, it, it, assuming that's how long it took to saturate the market with each of those things, I, mean, right? I just think the Switch is fundamentally different because this is the degree of success. It's not. It's not a a trick in the way that the Wii was, right? Yeah, like, I mean, part of the reason yeah. the Wii fell off was that, you know, they did they did Motion Plus, they did a Wii Sports yeah, yeah. to Wii Sports Resort, and it just didn't hit. People were like, "We're good." Like, no, it's fine. Like, you can. We got Mario Kart. Right. We got Wii Sports. Like the Wii. The, the part of the reason the Wii was as big as it was is because it was a cultural phenomenon built on a gimmick. And I love that gimmick. I love motion controls, not yeah, yeah, being yeah. derogatory to that whatsoever. But at a certain point, they hit saturation on that specific sort of like cell. Gonna play and Skyward that wasn't working Sword with motion controls in the new update. Right. <laughs> right. 
Right. Um, I, and I just don't think the Switch has the same sort of, um, it has a longer tail because it has, like, its hook is more, do you just want to play video games wherever you go? Yeah, it's right. not like, you know, so I just think that appeals to a broader audience for a longer period of time that is used to playing games on a phone or an iPad where the tech aspect of it isn't isn't as in, in high regard um, yeah. or, or the expectation is, is different. Um, is there any reporting on what the current and how the current Nintendo leadership l- l- looks in comparison to where it was at the top of Switch uh, when the Switch launched, right? So I know that that uh, I mean, we, we can we can talk about a lot of passing, but we can also talk about like uh, there's a there's a different president now, e- even since then, I believe um uh there is uh because i think that we went to kimishima after iwata but now it's someone else who i don't know um yeah they're uh, not as front-facing as right as as iwata was um Um, but i'm curious if the the thing i'm building towards is do you think in our lifetimes either here or somewhere else we'll see this we'll see nintendo move towards the platform position of something like xbox which if you buy an xbox series x you're buying an Xbox three you're an Xbox one also, right? It plays all those games. Uh, it plays many Xbox 360 games. Uh, uh, is there a world in which a switch two exists where there's a hard cut, but also it just continues with your, with your profile. It continues with oh, yeah. no, all I, of your I, switch yes, games. hundred percent. I, I don't well, think there's a war. I think they, they expect the switch to be like a multi-decade. It's project. an iPod now. I mean, that's the other thing about that. It's the other an thing iPhone. About that, it's an iPad. Like you buy a right. new iPad and it's just all your shit comes over I don't know if it'll run that nicer. OLED that switch OLED commercial was basically an Apple commercial. Like it was yeah. as close as I've ever seen Nintendo make an Apple commercial. And traditionally for their handheld models, they already did that sort of back compatibility thing with the, True. With the True. thing before, right? Like the DS could play yeah. advanced games and even right. Game Boy the, games, right? Like you could put a like old school Game Boy game and it'd God, stick you out. Could, all, there was the yeah. bottom there was the, the other bottom yeah, slot. The big slot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. You could, you're just, right. You could play anything that you had. Cool. Which was great. That was cool. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is like in my pocket the way an SP did. <laughs> you know, the SP sure. just was like perfect farm fact. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, interesting stuff to think about. We should take a break and then come back and actually talk about some of these Switch games. I would love, I would love the DLSS 4K model to just be a Switch 2 that comes out soon. <laughs> it's not gonna. It's not good. No, it's. I, I think any, because now any, they've uh, they've closed a certain window by releasing this. It will right? not. Yeah, it's not going to be tied to Breath of the Wild. No. To you know that was you know you know and I've tried to uh, convey the little I can convey uh, like in this podcast or like to. <laughs> but one, I feel like I have said in the past, like, hey, the little yeah. I know about this device like really sets your expectations low. Yeah. Can't remember if I said that in the podcast or you privately, but that's definitely like <laughs> the, the vibe I had gotten. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even even if I, as I was hoping for more. Um, and also, you know, they just don't they don't operate the way other companies do, where it's like we got to release the new hardware with a new game. And so those things are are separate events like the yes. big game. Then, you know, when they need another spike, you have the hardware like then you have the big game. So, you know, in my mind, I feel like the Switch Pro or whatever is like is along it the should- same timeline as like a, a a Metroid Prime 4. But I don't expect those to launch simultaneously. Like, mm-hmm. But I wouldn't be surprised if. Like a next holiday game was Metroid Prime Four in September October, 
right. and then like a Switch Pro in November or like the following spring. Like this, it like was they simply so easy to imagine it being tied to Breath of the Wild two and also that Pokemon Legends Arceus. Yep, because but of how even thinking back that to like like it was running the DS or whatever yeah. launch lineup was nothing <laughs> or like nothing big, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, but I think it's a little more difficult. I think it's a little more difficult with. Maybe I'm wrong, but it feels like it's a little more difficult today with uh, with with a, a TV console. Like I know the Switch is a portable, but right, you, and you can see the DNA know. of both of those different kind of tracks of thought in the Switch, right? Like the way that yes, they, they've yes. treated it. I could I could see one just launching, and because they maybe if it includes you know there isn't a hard cutoff that includes backward compatibility with all Switch games, mm-hmm. even though it says the two, they just like ride on that. It's like oh, you still have. All the whole library, all this so, great like, stuff, yeah. The new yeah. stuff, you know, we'll we'll get eventually. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, all right, let's take that break. Come back, um, and I'm, I want to I want to hear about Boomerang X. Boomerang X. Boomerang X. Boomerang X. Boomerang X. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Boomerang X, Sonic. Boomerang. Sonic. Is, is that a Sonic? Sonic X? Is that a game? No, that, that, was a, that was a Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> full metal Boomerang to, X. Bo- Boomerang, Boomerang X. X. Yeah. Trying to do it in the super hot voice. Boomerang. Super hot. X. Boomerang X. Boomerang X. Boomerang X. X. Yeah. Uh, Boomerang X is uh, a, a new game from uh, Devolver. I was going to look up. What this Dude, who the actual developer is? Before, uh, uh, it is Dang. 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 Exclamation mark. All all capital. Um, they did a game called... Uh, no, so on Steam, they just have another game listed called IO Interloper. IO this Interloper is a, is a hacking heist game all about peeping through security cams, piloting drones, duping rubes, wait, and saying, what? I'm wait. in, in a really gruff wait, voice. Wait, what? Wait, what? Excuse me? Release date before 2035. <laughs> yeah, this looks sick. And, and also Adding sick. that to my wish list. <laughs> uh-huh. In the tech of the future, really. 2035, an anonymous hacker attempts to steal the fortune of the, quote, richest, most passionate, most go-getterist CEO the world has ever seen. <laughs> yes. A simple heist rapidly becomes an investigation into the seemingly metaphysical secrets of the biggest company in history. Cannot wait. This sounds Man. great. Add to my wish list. Yeah. IO Interloper <laughs> coming to Switch 2 in 2035. <laughs> uh, anyway, oh. but today we're X. talking about Boomerang X. I, uh, you know, uh, Devolver, they have such a good track record at this point that uh, whatever, uh, you know, gruff I give them about like their like E3 presentations, like the games that are contained mm-hmm. within and the indie teams that they work with 
even the ones that I bounce off of, like a loop hero, which I like so much in concept and then Whoa. just didn't find that it that it stuck uh. with me. Um, but I, I really admire that, that game and, and think it's really brilliantly made, uh, uh, designed. Um, I just sort of like assume like, yep, I should just check out the next thing that they're that they found because they just, they really have a strong track record. And so I hadn't really been paying attention to Boomerang X. And then uh, I was like, all right, well, I guess the new one's, oh shoot, it's out in a couple of days. Like I need something for the podcast. I'm going to, I'm going to check this out. Boomerang X is a game. You, I don't know what the, I don't, you show up on Island, yeah. Kato, right? I guess you not, got, really, not a whole, I have a lot of I, setup. I got very strong. Like, are you like a leper that's been tossed to sea situation because mm. of the bandaged arms? Which is a very like yeah, you kind of look like a mummy. Yeah, and I assume you've been like exiled randomly, and you s- crash your ship on this island that uh, that looks beautiful. Like I love the art style for this game, um, and you yeah, find I've, this I've, boomerang. I've, I've, yeah, I've looked up like on Steam to see <laughs> if there was any sort of nothing. Uh, no. pl- premise or or plot. There is not. I mean, there is like a little bit of lore. Like there is a. Th- these creatures yes. have taken over the island. They have, uh, there was sort of like a, uh, like an existing, uh, you know, people that try, like basically were overwhelmed by these creatures. It gives me um, weren't extreme, able to, like Chozo from Metroid. Like you're finding bits and like leftover stuff of yeah. that include like power ups and stuff that, uh, were from this, I don't think they even ancient, but like this race of people who are no, no longer this, there. Yeah, this might have happened. This, this could have yeah, happened a week a, ago. Yeah, for, like for, for all I know. <laughs> uh, but you've got because yeah, you've got like you know you'll find uh, like bodies that are like don't seem like they've you know the, the corpses from all that long ago. But you're finding temples and other like places of worship and other places of civilization that have are uh, retrofitted into. Or more or less, just conveniently uh, happen to look like combat arenas, yeah. but also a little bit of civilization. But the first, sure. yeah, like you're just kind of plopped into this place. There's this boomerang that you pick up, uh, and then the game's like, "Yo, you should throw this boomerang." And I just have to say, I get into the mechanics, but like, I like th- I have I so I put out a tweet like that was purposely vague and that was uh, that was like I was I'm vibing so hard with the game that I'm, you know, upcoming game that I'm shaking. And like this game, I don't, I like feel a way like, this is like a, Hey, found my game of the year sort <laughs> wow. of game. Like it feels so good to play. Like mm-hmm. it is so fast and nimble and exciting. And we should note you're playing on PC, not on Switch. We'll get there. <laughs> I've played on both platforms. Okay. Have thoughts. I'll get there. I can exp- I can explain. Um, but like a lot of what you're what you're doing is so it starts at very simple, where like you uh, from like mouse controls, like you like left click and you like throw this, you throw the boomerang. Ooh, there's an enemy. Shoot it, get it back. You get thrown into these combat arenas where certain enemies have like a yellow distinction. And like those are key enemies. You have to defeat the key enemies, and then the round is over. The other enemies are just sort of what do they call that in Dota? The the creeps. the lane enemies. Yeah, yeah, they're kind of like creeps. Yeah. Like they're just kind of they're fodder. Although they turn into a mechanic that we'll, that we'll get into later. Um, but they're mostly just there uh, to try and just you know take out your health and distract you. And you and you need to you know hit these um, these marked ones with the the, the yellow spot. Um, and then it starts layering on more mechanics like very quickly like yeah. you know you go from just throwing five minutes into the game to doing a lot more um 
over the course of an hour. It's a very short game. I'm like three fourths through and I've played like 90 minutes. So you're only looking at two to three hours, depending on like Mm, how, how difficult you find the combat arenas to to be as it goes along. But, uh, so, okay. So you start out just throwing and then what if you, then if you hold it down, you can throw it really far and really precise. So it turns from like a pistol shot with the boomerang turns into a sniper rifle where you can be looking at an enemy way the fuck on the other side of the arena. As long as you hold that down, spin it up and let it go, it'll hit them. And then if you right click, you can bring that boomerang right back. Um, So you can be like, spin it up, shoot it, bring it back, spin it up, shoot it, bring it back. And so you can start to see the, uh, like the motions you're getting into, the flow you're getting into, which is like hitting enemies um, on the ground. And then the game's like, hey, like what if you threw that thing and then if you hit the throw button again, you just warp to it. Like, oh, you love, you love it. You love to hear it. <laughs> and so and you can not have, just like if, a teleport where you land to where it is. You get kind of slingshot in the direction of it, which means you have an yes. arc. You can like use it yes, to launch right. yourself over a trajectory, which is really. We're talking about a, great. Like a grappling hook that doesn't have to actually grapple. On right. Anything Correct. Like <laughs> yes. yes. So you can just, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't have to go into any part of the environment. Oh. It's just wherever you throw it. And so you have instances where let's say you'll have three enemies swarming at you and uh, you could run away from them, but most likely what you're going to do is you're just going to toss that boomerang in the air, tap that um, uh, teleport and just get the, you know, the fuck out of the way. Um, you can also, uh, very quickly, the structures go from horizontal to vertical yeah, um, sure. in which you'll have a bunch of um, architecture in front of you. And so you'll just absentmindedly shoot that uh, boomerang to the ceiling and just catapult. There's no fall damage. They like they really want yeah. you to just like vibe. You can use this this teleport as many times as you Grat- want. Yeah, gratuitously. Yeah. Because yeah. so then then they layer on like really the other like most key mechanic which uh, is a, a slow slowdown function. Yeah. Um, so when you are holding, and this is where everything clicks together, you figure out the basic flow of the game, mm-hmm. and uh, my heart uh, grew, uh, <laughs> you know, 10, 10, 10, 10 sizes. Uh, so what happens is as you, uh, if you're basically charging up the shot, where you're holding down the button and it's spinning really fast, which allows you to do this, the, the sniper shot, um, instead of releasing that, as you're holding up that charge, if you press left shift, time just slows down for about gotcha. five seconds. Um, now, th- then that starts to, if you start to think about, and that has a immediate, like you have five seconds, it goes away. Then all you have to do is rechar- re- redo the charge of, of the boomerang and you can do it again. There's not, mm. you're not like, you're not fucking, the game doesn't want you fucking around with worrying about cooldowns and like, and when, right. can, yeah. when can you yeah. do things again? It's just like, you did it. I just do that thing again and just do it how many how many times uh, you want. And so right. you can you end fly up doing through the ha- air and hold left shift and can yes. like hit and you will still be floating in the air and slowing down right, time right. every time you hit the boomerang again. Uh, it's and great. So, and so what you end up doing is like you'll the game starts out with these very basic enemies that hit them in any direction you want. These little like little black spiders or ants or little flies and there's no you're not thinking about how you're hitting them as much as that, that you should just hit them. But then the game starts introducing like, uh, there's an enemy that spawns other enemies. It's kind of like this hulking, not quite a troll, more like a statue sort of looking thing that will often be set up on a, in, uh, on a vertical part of the environment that you need to get to. And so they're also moving. And the, the only spot you can hit them is this big glowing red spot mm. in their back. And so you need to get to a specific spot to do it. So what you end up doing is just these really cool, 
uh, uh, movements where you are shooting yourself into the sky, slowing yourself down so you can set up the next shot um, where you've spun, you're spinning it up, but then as you're spinning it up, you're slow and you're aiming. So then you send the snipe, you know, you send the shot forward. Right. So then you teleport. As soon as you uh, grab that thing, slow down again. Slow down time. Right. And you're basically, it's almost like a first person uh, Spider-Man in in a lot yeah. of ways. Like if you, if you think of the boomerang <laughs> as like Peter yeah. Parker's uh, webbing, that's like a pretty decent and like analogy. Like if you could, you could take the aesthetic of this game and just make a Spider-Man game like pretty <laughs> quickly. And like now that I'm thinking about that, I'm like, you Marvel, like just like, you know, like John Drake, you know, you're at Disney, like give, give dang a call and, you know, let them do a, a tiny Spider-Man game. I would go dang if you, if you made that game. Uh, and, and so you, you find like, uh, you find yourself just like going around these arenas with such grace and precision. It's 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 beautiful. It feels so extremely cool to do as you are lining up these precision shots and moving around the space. I, I it's rare that I play a game where you feel impressed with yourself. <laughs> and I'm not actually uh-huh. playing at a high level. It's just because the the abilities in front of me make me feel so fucking cool yeah. while while I'm doing it. Uh, I was just like, constantly in awe at what I was doing. Where uh, I, I I was like pumping my fist and like <laughs> shouting while I'm playing, which of course would, like make me release the mouse and like so then I fall <laughs> to the ground. There's all these other small mechanics where like yeah. if you uh, as you're going as you're flying through the air and like let's say there's a platform you want to uh, fall down on. Um, for example, you have these this health sh- these health shields that uh, you can heal by sitting on these little icons in the arenas uh, if you, uh, but they're often in obscure places. Like, hey, kind of like a platform that there's not really much reason to be there from like a attacking the enemy perspective. It's mostly there because, hey, how are you going to get there so you can you can get this health? Um, if you hold space while you are, um, you know, uh, teleporting, you can just stop yourself. Like you put your mummy hand up and it's like, whoa, 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 like four stop, like hit the brakes, and then you can just it's fall to the ground. Like, it's very funny because it's just the double, like, I expected there to be a double jump almost, but instead you you throw out your hand and you kind of stop midair. I was like, oh, that's a weird thing for the jump button to do. But then you learn, I did that like the first room or whatever, and I was like, that's a weird, uh-huh. huh, huh, what a weird thing to do for a second jump. And then I get the teleport, I'm like, uh, oh, right, I'm going to yeah, need to slow myself down sometimes. <laughs> And, th- and then immediately gives you abilities. It's like, you're never going to jump again. Like, if you're yeah, jumping no, like you uh-huh. fucked up. Like, this jump uh-huh. ain't worth shit, uh, you know, <laughs> 10 minutes into the game. Because um, you're, 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 you know, because there's no, you know, in a different game, it's easy to imagine there being, like, more significant cooldowns or mm-hmm. pressures on things like the teleportation function that would force you to use the jump more often. But this game just throws all that out and instead yeah. um, creates difficulty through, like, the way it introduces enemy types um you know like the the, yeah the way the way it's gotten complicated for me uh at this stage in the game is you will have like really giant vertical spaces and then enemies that are just have different if i was to describe their behaviors none of it seems all that complicated like for example you've got 
you've got your, you know, your, your ants scurrying along the bottom, who at some point can occasionally turn into alligators scurrying along like a water aesthetic. You have the, the, the flies that are buzzing around the arena. You have the statues that are producing those flies that are buzzing yeah. around the arena until you take them out. Um, but then also you may have like big hulking, almost like whale-like bugs that have shields on them because they're being flown around by these tinier bugs. And so you need to sniper shot them in order to attack the other one. You also have enemies that look like big uh, dinosaurs from Horizon Zero Dawn yeah. that have giant red spots on them, like a boss that you need to take out. But those those red spots are hidden in different <sighs> parts of the creature. So you need to be it's swinging like, around in like weird ass ways to find them. It's an amazing yeah. like escalation of that boss of that enemy you the the statue enemy you you yes uh described earlier it's that same kind of concept of you have to find the way to move around it to get the right angle but to like the scale shift is just kind of like awe like inspiring it's like oh my god what like this is because it's the first time it drops it's the biggest thing you've seen uh it's really really a great moment too just like and, wow. and even that and even that enemy type is doing different like part of what different the game attacks, is like layering yeah. difficulty Right, it's like finding ways of like locking off parts of the arena to you. So like, for example, this right. kind of like Brachiosaurus like enemy um, has the ability to sort of like create this, uh, I don't know, like blackout near the top of its head where normally, hey, your strategy is going to be, I'll just, I'm just going to keep swinging around near the top and that's going to keep me safe. And the game says, well, what if you have a very, what if this spreads out this black fog and suddenly, yeah, you can hang out at the top but you need to like stay on your A game and keep swinging around because the moment you touch that black fog, you're gonna take a hit. Um, and it's just, it just, yeah, it's a, it's a really special game. It, like the quote, the the game feel, for lack of a better term, like it just feels so good to do all the things in the yeah. game. Um, that I, I've, you know, it reminds me of a. I think I saw a headline this morning of someone. Because the game, you know, it's, as we're recording, it's it's coming out, I believe, on, on Switch and PC. Um, that you know, we've seen a lot of these games to try to to harness like games like Doom, um, like yeah. the speed of those yep. old school mm. shooters. And Boomerang Quake X two. feels, yeah, 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 like to trying to harness that like ultra speed of of those games. Um, and I've just never really, I, I th- I've looked at a lot of these like games that are doom like that you can like you know or quake like that you can play on on Steam and like they all seem really neat but I've I've just never felt the pull to if I want to play one of those like I'm happy to just go back and play like original Quake or whatever right. um but what I like about Boomerang X is that it's in conversation with that um aesthetic both from a design and like artistic perspective um and using that sense of speed but like layering on just a co- totally different set of set of mechanics that are just tuned just and also just tuned so well like everything is just working so so well that you never feel you often feel overwhelmed but extremely in control um in a way that is just very i find very rare to find in in a game yeah it's like they captured the speed of like doing rocket jump like tricks in quake without needing yes without you needing to actually do the trick right like it's it is the mechanic is moving that quickly around these arenas. I feel like, I mean, this is the most complimentary way possible to Boomerang X. This feels like a Quake mod. Um, <laughs> this feels like in the same way that Team Fortress like became its own game, spinning off of, of, of a mod. Like this feels like something I would have downloaded and my friends and I were like, yo, 
check out this fucking boomerang <laughs> game that someone <laughs> right. made for Quake, and it it has all, it has all of those those vibes in in the best in the best way possible. Yeah. Um, and and connected to that is all right. So this game sense of speed check. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, yes. Here we like, go. Uh, speed being critical to pulling off uh, the moves in a way that feels satisfactory. And if you're at fault, your fault, like check, need all that stuff. So I started playing this game on, on switch. And part of the reason I thought it would it'd be fine was because the aesthetic looks uh, simple in a good way, right? Like it's very clean and readable. Um, mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem like it's overachieving uh, or it would be overtaxing a hardware like the switch. And when you're right. only two co- machines that you're coming out on are PC and switch, one that is just a strategic move because like that is just yeah. like smart. So many people have developer. switches. Yeah. Yes, yes, uh, to do that. And then two, it suggests to me they're like, oh, like it should probably like run pretty well. Like wouldn't be shocked if it ran like a solid sixty on on the switch. Um, not the uh, the case. Um, it doesn't run poorly. It is it is it is. I, in no way do I want to suggest that it is unplayable. I played through a third of the game just fine on Switch and was having a good time. But it was the rare instance in which I went, huh, normally frame rate doesn't get to me, but damn, this game really feels like it demands like the fastest frame rate possible. And also more specifically, I want I wanted to play with a keyboard and mouse. And I am someone that when they play on a PC, and this irritates Rob every time, like <laughs> I still play with a controller. I I like controllers, I like the the flexibility of PCs, but I don't have a particular sort of like affinity for the the keyboard and mouse. Like I I like controllers and I'll I just find to stick one of those in if I'm playing a shooter or an action game on my PC. But this game felt like I need I wanted that added layer of precision and I sure. I like I I swear by it. Like it it is like not a fundamentally different game but fairly close um um with a mouse and keyboard and like a rock solid, like really fast frame rate. It feels like it's the way the game is like meant to be played and yeah. that you can, you can get along just fine on switch, but it really feels like you're, it's time to game uh, when you're, when you're playing it on, on, on the PC. And so if you have the option to go with the PC, that would, that, that that's the place. really does come with my highest recommendation. Yeah. Cause I'm, my guess is it'll run just fine. Even on, on modest hardware. If you can only play it on switch, I think it is still well worth your while. Um, it, it plays just just fine. And, um, it's just a game that I feel like demands the speed to a degree that if you have, if you can pick, pick, pick the PC. Pick PC. Yeah. Um, speaking of games that that uh, uh, both PC and Switch Switch versions, which for some reason I didn't I didn't realize that this was coming out on on PC. Uh, uh, Monster Hunter Stories Two. Wings of Ruin is a game that I'll probably talk more about next week. Mm-hmm. But I'm still very early on. I think we've all touched it. Yeah, I'm playing on Switch. Kato, are you I'm also on, on Switch? I'm on PC. You're I, on uh, PC. I, I downloaded the Switch demo just to kind of see. Right, right. But yeah, I'm mainly on PC. Uh, wait, 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 hey, why didn't you stick with the Switch? Uh, well, because I got code for PC. I, I, I sent him <laughs> a PC <laughs> code. That's why. That's why. Awesome. Okay. But, but, okay. no, you're right. Uh, I played through that, and I played through that demo after the fact. I I started on PC before I left for oh, my vacation. Okay. Played a, yeah. like an hour or so of it, and then I downloaded it. Just like let's see how far this trial goes. Maybe I can right. inch a little more forward past where I was. Um, and I noticed kind of 
almost immediately because I was also skipping a lot of the dialogue, so it went a little faster. A lot of the cutscenes right, and stuff. Right. Uh, that the frame rate is real choppy uh, in in a in a turn based battle game where you feel like those animations probably shouldn't be taxing a machine as much, but in like a in like a like when you do like special attacks and like the effects are just like oh wow this this has dipped like down to 20 yeah. all of a sudden for you know a, an attack a, a regular attack it it feels like um it, it's kind of it's kind of rough it's a uh, i'm kind of glad i have it on the pc to yeah. play the full fuller game but uh i it it again does does make me think of the thing before that i was saying which is like um sh- shocking uh how how much work went into the the animation in this game uh-huh. and the visual design is just, like incredible yeah. and then like yeah seeing it dip is like oh like uh, i want uh, people to see this the way the best way it could be uh, well, and if you, this this okay. is this which is like this is a, a series that started on 3ds right yes um, yes. yes this it, it is currently uh, exclusive to Switch. I know it's also on PC, but like PC kind of exists off in its own like separate realm. And and by all accounts, was a, a a game that was developed in partnership with Nintendo to have something that was a little like broader and more more family friendly than um like core Monster Hunter. And so it looks like a game that by all accounts was like developed with the Switch hardware in mind of like, yeah. hey, we're building a game I- that's coming out on Switch, and yet still like struggles yeah. mightily to to deliver like but you know like a basic like solid frame rate in like an area that you're going to be in all the time the town the town yeah what i will say is i like i i my gut about when i think about this game having played it for a little bit is still just damn i think that game looks good and and yeah. actually yeah. playing it on switch yeah. playing both yep. on on tv and and portable i like i I didn't play the first one of these. Uh, I'm sure there's some loose connection to the, to the first one of these. Uh, you're playing as like a, a rookie rider, someone who 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 connects with uh, the various monsters, aka monsties of the world, <laughs> uh, raises them, breeds yeah. them. I guess mostly, mostly. I don't. I guess you are breeding because there's like the whole there's a whole genetic system that I'm still very right, early on eggs with and stuff. The eggs that all have yeah. Uh-huh. Um, uh, uh, and you, you know, you're, you're, you're able to like have, uh, do, do a special kind of right to kind of channel mm-hmm. elements of one animal, one monster into another monster. You're able to like gotcha game feed monsters to other monsters, basically. <laughs> don't ask if, don't worry yeah, about it. It's fine. <laughs> um, uh, uh, and, and, uh, you're, it's basically a JRPG where you have a party, uh, you have yourself. You have a Pokemon-style collection of monsters with you that you can switch between in battles. Uh, you often will have an NPC and their monster with you as well. Um, uh, and uh, you're doing, again, kind of that style of... it's it's uh, Comparing it just to Pokemon, I think, it is not right, because it, no. it doesn't have the depth of Pokemon in some ways. Like, it doesn't have um, it the has- sort of as many, like, uh, elemental types in right. that way. But it does have both uh speed power and technique attack types and it also has piercing blunt and slashing damage types depending on weapon right but you're very all of those are very fungible you're not like going into battle with only one of those you know what i right. mean you're carrying two weapons or three weapons at all times or carrying you have <clears throat> up to six different monsters and the, you don't waste a turn when you switch a monster out 
sorry, a monsty out. Monsty. <clears throat> so you, it's yeah, you're always able to kind of move between these things. And, uh, uh, and uh, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, and the, one of the interesting things about it is, even though it's a you know turn based RPG combat system where you you might expect, okay, I'm giving orders to all of my all the characters that are in my party currently, and you're not. You're giving character orders to your character, and the monster kind of attacks on its own until you start writing it, which is like its own mechanic where you have to build up a meter you to write it. Can go in and have it do a specific thing. Well, don't you have, don't you need meter for that though? Like at first, it's just I kind think of you spend. On its I own. think you spend. Yeah, I think you spend a little bit of meter to make it do right. It's buffs, or but like buffs. so, you you can for some but yes, turns you're right. like you're. It's like uh they call it the kinship meter you're like right like you're like oh my god please just do a power yeah, attack we know please, this thing is weak to a power please. attack why are you doing a speed attack it's just in, yeah. in the, in the uh -huh. monsters nature which i think i, I, it I is, kind of totally, like which i like yes same thematically it's just like oh this thing is kind of gonna do things on its own until i direct it and i need to kind of fight next to it for a little bit before i can give it direct orders or even hop on yeah yeah um yeah. it's also really fun how they um uh um translated some of the damage type differences from like the mainline monster hunter games like bludgeoning uh and mm -hmm. slashing in that for example like very early on you fight the kulu yaku which is the yes. the 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 bird like um monster that that tends to dig up uh rocks and use those right. as a shield and you need to swap to a hammer like you would in the other games in order to like break it more easily um, you see right. things like totally, totally. when you do power, speed, or technic, te technical attacks as your character, um, the technical attacks are usually like you're doing a dodge before attacking sort of thing. And like you, you kind of recognize the movesets from the great sword or the hammer or like whatever you're using from the mainline games, which is a really neat kind of uh, through yep. line to it. And you're crafting all your gear. I mean, you're, you're, yeah. it's much simpler than a regular Monster Hunter game. You're not crafting individual pieces of gear. You're, you're crafting gear, like full equipment sets. Mm -hmm. You know, you're doing like, okay, this is my, um, uh, uh, what is the one I'm in now? The cool orange one. Ugh, I forget the name. I forget. Maybe that is the Kula, Kula Ku armor. Kula, Kula, Maybe that Kula. is. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is the, the Kulu armor set um uh like you're in that whole set at once you're not you're mixing and matching in the same way and right. they have buffs and and passives and stuff like that likewise you, you're building equipment and then using monster parts it's sort of like the thing where what you can go in after you've created a thing to uh in monster hunter like rise where you, you don't necessarily always need it's like, sort of like the upgrading thing in monster hunter rise where you don't necessarily need all of you don't need specific parts you need a uh, points based on so if you want to make the kulaku like you know axe or whatever i don't think there's an axe i said axe i mean i meant great sword let's say mm. um uh it's not that you need the beak and the talon it's that a beak gives so many points towards crafting it and a talon gives so many more points for crafting it let's say um uh and, and, and that system is kind of fun and, and upgrading all that stuff is good but but really just like i think that the battles are just good like i think that yeah. it's just a, a fun battle system you're often learning how to um counter particularly like you said the, the kuliku uh rock thing but uh, you know it's like monster hunter a lot of the monsters have tells yeah. a lot of the monsters have weak points a lot of the monsters have multiple parts to target um stuff like that and and that is is just genuinely fun um a lot of the weapons have unique things so like i switched to i'm using a gun lance now nice. uh, a weapon i've always wanted to use in actual monster hunter and just i've like never put the time <laughs> into but i can just do it here because it's just menus right um and that 
gains ammo uh, uh, instead of charge meter, and it gains and it has like very high damaging, high level uh, stuff. When you can kind of when you d- deploy all that ammo at once, you can do the wyvern fire if you get your kinship meter up all the way. Like nice, you know, it's yeah. a JRPG. It has a bunch of little mechanics. It's nice that each of the weapons does feel distinct in that way. Um, I need to. I want to make a. I want to make a hunting horn and see how the buffs and debuffs Ooh. and stuff work. Um, uh, I guess it's probably just buffs. Um, and and I think it. I think it just looks really good. It looks yeah. like a. You know, it reminds me a lot of like a level five game. Uh, in terms of its aesthetic, in terms of its anime aesthetics. Um, it, you know, this is a monster hunting shown monster hunter shonen story. You know, also, this is like. I just got friendship. S- yeah. Well, even yeah. to the point of the story, I I I like the setup. A lot more than some of the other uh, Monster oh, Hunter yeah. games. It's just like, oh, here we've got some natives to this island, and here we got some outsiders visiting that fuck up some native shit that, that fuck so, up some so, shit, so, yep. some natural shit that we had under control. Like, what the fuck yep. are you doing? I mean, uh, the game still is, is like a bunch like people in harmony with the monsters, but also you ready to go kill some monsters that just seem to be grazing and eating over here? You want to fuck them up? You want to fuck them listen, up? Listen, listen, listen. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes I you need to fuck up some monsters, you know. Sometimes you need to fuck up but some monsters. We just there's a there. You can hunt. I'm not. I'm right. not fundamental. I'm not no, like. But I'm uh, just saying there are there are, there are creatures in this game. You know, like kind of the velociraptor looking ones that are. Yes. They're, they're coming after you. You like oh no, they, they turn are. into red. Yes. And yes. then there's the big like the bigger the herbivores who are just like boom 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 boom. Yeah. Why are you attacking? What's the technique attack? I've only got sleepy attack. <laughs> yeah. Oh uh-huh. no! That's right. Superior bone fell off. Here's a question: Are y'all naming your monsties, or are you just leaving them? This is like a classic Pokemon thing. Right. Do you rename these monsters? Because in Pokemon, I don't. Yeah, I had. But the, I had here. The, I am. I had the um the impulse to do it with the Kuliaku, but I couldn't come up with a good yeah. enough name, so I left it. Mm. But I definitely feel like I'm going to want to as I go on because yeah. they're i i don't know what it, i don't know what it is about there being like more of i think a big thing is and maybe this would have changed if i'd played uh sword sword and shield is seeing a bunch of them in the field seeing other ones yeah not just the one do you know what i mean like here's, they're out there how do i how do i determine this is mine well the answer is i have a name the other thing of that is that there's so many Pokemon and not as many monsters, yes, right? So you're going to see more true. of the same type. Yeah. Which yeah. kind of, yeah, is part of the way I was like, oh, yeah, this one's this one's the one that hangs out with me. Also because the yeah. NPC character that kind of like is your like sensei, your teacher, <laughs> your, has named yeah. their Velociraptors different names. And you're like, yes. oh. And you start huh. with one of them and you're like, well, okay, well, that means that they have names. That, right. They have names. Yes, they have uh, names. This is a part I of the name culture. Them. They're, they're, that's, I should name they're them. my friends. I'm going to name them yeah. things. And not just call them yeah. Velocipede or what? I forget what the name right. of the actual right. monster is. It's almost is. rude at that point. Right. <laughs> you know? Which is not how I feel about Pokemon. No, I don't know. No. I, it's weird. I feel like growing up with Ash calling all of them just the names that they are right. made that, in my mind, correct. Yes. Like, yes. it's not, Pikachu doesn't have a nickname. No, it's just Pikachu. That's Pikachu. And Doesn't so matter that there's other so Pikachus forth. in the world. And yes, that was a choice for brand recognition. Right. <laughs> but that's how it is now, isn't it? Uh, um. Anyway, I, it seems good. The, the the I just again want to say like I think like the the attack animations look sick. 
Uh, it, it just looks better than I ever imagined it could I, I, in terms of how cool it is to see all the monsters in this style. Yeah. It's nice to be like in Monster Hunter enough to be like, oh, it's it's it's, hey, it's the one that face. fucking yeah. it's Puke Puke. Hey, Puke is here, everybody. <laughs> oh, oh shit, including Puke Puke. Anjanath is here. There's this big fucking whatever. You know that stuff is all very fucking cool. Kulu, I'm, when I'm, Kulu, I, I did a little like, oh hey, Kulu yeah. Yaku. Yeah, yeah, Kulu that guy's here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, the colonizers are here. The colonizers. Uh, <laughs> oh, the hunters are here. Oh, the hunters are here. Oh, okay. The hunters are here. I'm a rider. Oh, You're a hunter. You're a hunter. I'm a rider. You know, we, <laughs> you know, different, we different. You and me. <laughs> yeah. We different. <laughs> um. Anyway, so that's. I don't have too much to say about that because while well, I should have been playing that, I was instead playing Dark Souls One <laughs> Remastered. <laughs> Oh, I know you thought okay. Rob isn't even right. here this week. What, wow. How are we going to talk about an eight-year-old game? <laughs> yeah, you you mess you messaged me with a, almost like a sense of shame that you you had you had done this. Yeah, <laughs> I did. It's actually I said a, I said an eight-year-old game. It's a decade old. It's a decade old this September. Oh, well, that that's well, the, the remaster sense of shame came out I more recently. The remaster came out where we and I'm playing the remaster on Switch, yeah. which which is like playing the original with like some added some slight added right. Like, I think maybe the frame rate is more consistent in certain places. Um, maybe. Blight Town maybe. is not as bad. Yeah, Blight Town was fine, which, here's the thing. Mm. <laughs> the fact that I'm through Blight Town, it should be an indicator <laughs> of that I'm I'm kind of deep into it yeah. at this point. I mm. All right, so here's what happened. I was playing Ender Lilies. I was liking Ender Lilies. Yep. Um, for many reasons, between Ender Lilies and some other stuff I'm working on, I've been in a Dark Soulsy space. Remember, I read Berserk recently. Like I'm in that space in my mind, and I, I've been thinking about revisiting Dark Souls se- secondhand, watching a play, a, le- a let's play, listening to. I'm gonna. I'm going back and listening to the Bonfireside chats uh, uh, or chat uh, podcast. Uh, I'm like, you know, I was like in that in that mode, and, and while listening to that podcast, I they said something that that I'd forgotten entirely about Dark. I haven't played Dark Souls since it came out, right? So ripe for revisiting i've seen it a lot of times all the way through i've seen other people play through it you know i think or maybe not all the way through but i remember watching like Vinny play through half of it at giant bomb at some point uh and then and then i watched the first half of that game many times and then the second (laughs) half like post ons is like a little it was a little hazy well it's also like the 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 not as good part of of i mean it's still good yeah we'll see right because that's where i am now this is where this is going to uh (laughs) but but i forgot something from the early game i was like is that right do i have to let me go back and check that and and i was like well i have it on my switch already let me just i have my switch you know i have my switch i'm about to go on this bus trip (laughs) let me just download it i downloaded it i was like let me just i'll just play it on the bus i'll just play on the bus i'll just play the intro i'll just play through firelink i want to remember something uh-huh. Okay, yeah, here that is. Let me just play a little bit more. Let me just let me. Let me I start with the master key. I, I didn't start with the master key when this game came out. I could fuck around a little bit. I could go down to the Valley of the Drakes and maybe get that early yeah. divine sword. Right. Get there. Better fight a boss, right? Like fight a boss. Do not what's fight like a boss. You know, yeah. What's it look like on Switch? Let me go fight the tourist demon. Oh, I one shot at the tourist demon. Damn. What's good? Damn, it's like I've been playing these games wow. for a decade, <laughs> and I understand if you just get up on their feet behind Time them a little roll. bit, you're good. Let me keep moving. Let me keep a Capra demon. I'll show you a Capra demon. Boom. Got him. Wow. Up there. Those wolves come up at you. You kill the wolves, the dogs. You jump down. You kind of kite it a little bit. I could. I, 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 think, I think when I when I when I played uh, when, I, when I streamed that myself, when I was playing yeah. that for the first time. Yeah. And I one shot at the Capra demon. I what? think that was 
that was the one that people That's were most irri- irritated by. Yeah. They were saying, like, oh, come on. Yeah. I, uh-huh. yeah, I watched you play it because you streamed this whole thing, didn't you, at GB? I did, yeah, yeah, when yeah, Katie was totally. on vacation one time. That was my yeah. get ready for Dark Souls 2, trying to right. like this game. But I, I, that was the one, you know, I, I had a fairly, like, easy time with the game once I like, got into its, like, post, like, uh, Gargoyles, like, rhythm. Yeah. Uh, but but I just remember that one, like, people were just Being. like, oh, yeah, he's going to eat shit. And then, <laughs> no, no, <laughs> not at all. Uh, belt Gargoyles. Didn't do it in the first time, but I did it the second time. No summons, just went in there. Get lightning? Did you use the lightning attacks? Uh, I used yeah, the gold pine resin. Yes, yeah. correct. Got the axe off the tail. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then I was like, well, wow, the game kind of opened it up. I already rung, rung one bell. We just go ring the other bell. It's not that far. <laughs> it's just around the corner. Like, it's like, it's just you know, in, Rob, in Rob's go speak, it's depths. just a couple of blocks away. It's just a couple of blocks away. <laughs> go to the away. depths. Fight the gaping dragon. Go down into the into Blight Town. I, I want to see how Blight Town looks on the Switch. You know? <laughs> You know, it's like you, you want to see the worst of the worst sometimes. Yeah. Um, God, I fucking hate Blight Town still <laughs> to this day. To this fucking day, and I didn't even have to play through it. I could have cheated, or not cheated. I could have used the master key to go the back way through the Valley of the Drakes, right. through New Londa. I could have done all that shit. I was like, I want to see it. I want to see Blight Town. Played through all Blight Town. Um, beat Quaylag, easy. No Boom. big deal. First try. Nice. Boom. I think by then, I, I'm doing a faith build again. I did a faith build in Demon Souls. I was like, let me go back and do a faith build in Dark Souls 1. I didn't do that before. I did a Pyromancy build the first time. So let me do that. And I had the the lightning, uh, like, bolt spell. You, you throw lightning. And that made that fight very easy. Mm. Um, um, and at that point, you've rung both bells. Let me fuck around a little. <laughs> I did have almost a break point where, and I, I know I'm talking about this game as if everyone's played it and everyone knows all these things. I mean, the long and short is like, wow, Dark Souls holds up. All of these areas are super atmospheric. The way that it it uh, trains you to to understand its its kind of game game design language, while also remaining fundamentally uh, obtuse about a lot of things, is fascinating to this day. Um, you know, like I think the bosses train you how to fight bosses, mm-hmm. but what they what the game never t- t- teaches you about is like what poise is or how poise <laughs> works, for instance. <laughs> um, it 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 you you really have to you really have to pay very close attention as to like hey why did this happen right. differently at this point you know um why or, or or even the opposite right which is like why am i suddenly staggering and i wasn't staggering these bat demons in an orlando until i changed my <laughs> weapon what happened there um uh and so yeah i'm 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 probably going to finish this game now i you know that <laughs> there was a one point where i almost quit which is um you remember how curse works in this game, and it's easier now than when it launched. There, there are these uh, the basilisks, frogs. these like frogs with these big eyes, mm-hmm. and they spit out like mist Apparently at you. Those aren't their and eyes. How are they not their eyes? I what are they? So. I think that's where the gas it's like a distraction. Comes from. Uh, they're gas orbs. Yeah, yeah or sure. <laughs> it's um, gross. If you stand in the gas for too long, you instantly die, and you it's like de- it becomes like demon souls. You get half your health. And the only way to change that is to get a pur- go buy a purging stone from a certain a certain set of vendors who are uh, far away from where I got cursed. Right, I got cursed in the the hollow, tr- the the deep hollow, the like big. There's like a big tree you can go down to to the ash lake where there's like an ancient hydra and there's like a dragon statue down there, and I got stuck in that form at the ass end of Ashley because I forgot that there's no back way out of there. And I had to just run along this coastline, 
grinding against these crab enemies because I knew they could drop purging stones. They have like a 10% chance of dropping them. I went to kill 40 <laughs> of those motherfuckers before they dropped one. Ah! I I okay. Oh, yeah. I, those are about, oh, I, see, I see the little eyes just above the teeth. Yeah. Those are the eyes. Those are the eyes. Oh! oh. Orange ah, eyes. Yeah, yep. I hate it. <laughs> yep. I hate looking at this motherfucker. This is like a Fenix logo situation. Right. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Um, but man, I just, this game is so good. It's so good. It's so good to get to honor Londo. It's so good to play it again with some knowledge of like, <laughs> I thought you said, <laughs> what so good to, it's so good to honor Londo. <laughs> it's so good to honor Londo. <laughs> both honor Londo and new Londo. I honor them both it, in like, my play. So much reverence in the game. It's like, oh, you know, it's been such a delight to just honor Londo. <laughs> to honor Londo, you know, with my, name my firstborn Londo to honor Londo. Londo Calrissian. <laughs> Um, <laughs> put him in the game. Uh, the fans I, yeah. have been saying for years, for years. Where's my Star Wars DLC? Where's my solo DLC? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I it's one of those things where I, I think it speaks to the game that one, I don't play old games. It's not a thing I do that often. Right. I don't find the time to play it and be compelled to keep playing it through. The most like frustrating again through Blight Town, through the depths, through Sense Fortress. Um, getting to Honor Londo really is a a like a bright point in the game. Like seeing it appear on the screen, uh, the the way it it hits for the first time, the ways in which. And I know you're not a story person here, but mm-hmm. now knowing this, the story of this game, and 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 paying attention to the way the story is told through item descriptions and even through what your mission is. When you get to Honor Londo, it really does communicate this sense of like wonder. You're going into a realm of the gods. You're seeing all the statues of, of Gwyn and, and Gwyn's whole family. I, all of the pacing around getting to, to Darkroot Garden and Darkroot Basin and the way the player has control over how, how hard the game is for themselves based on where they go and all that stuff. Rip to Sif, by the way. Had to kill a had uh-huh. to kill a, a a wolf companion, but that's how it is sometimes, you know. And like we're um, all we're all cursed down here. <laughs> we are, exactly, exactly. Um, and and I think if I, I mean if I finish it, it will also be the first time that I play the the um the DLC. Uh, because I don't I don't play I have never played any of the DLC for these. Games. Oh, it's so a good, never played. It's a, our, it's a good. They're ass all DLC supposed to be too. the best DLCs. Is my understanding? <laughs> yeah. All the Dark Souls DLCs are fantastic. And yeah. I've never played any of them. Oh, so I think I've played. I, yeah, I've played the the DLC was out for one because I, I it was the when you prepare to it, die yeah. edition. So, uh, Artorius of the Abyss. It's where you yes. like go and meet Artorius. And yeah, it's a really them. good fight too. Yeah. Like one of the best fights in a, in a Souls game. And I played. That's like why I replayed. I replayed Dark Souls two to get right. to the Dark Souls two DLC. Scholar did, for Sid did, stuff. Yeah, did one of them and then just didn't. Didn't yeah. didn't have time and uh, I did the, well, I did like, the, stuff the other thing I didn't, it, I didn't particularly care for the the, the DLC in, in two in three three oh and three and three two I, I just like ran out of time I, and I know there's the wolf one in Dark Souls three where like the wolves follow you yeah I forget yeah it was fine anyway it was fine yeah but the the stuff in one is very is very good so I'm excited for you to experience that yeah I I'm I'm enjoying it and we'll probably stick it out again when I was at the ass end of the Ash Lake being stuck cursed with half my health i was almost like and I'm that point, an I was expert. well yeah at, at <laughs> one point I, the thing there was like i could probably have fought my way back to a vendor and just bought the shit i needed but i was like i'm just gonna get them i'm just gonna get it to drop from these crabs also the crabs have like a 30 or 40 percent chance of dropping twinkling titanite so i was just grinding oh. the titanite for the rare weapons you know the named weapons so like 
there was a secondary reason for me doing that. Mm. Uh, but everything about this game makes me want to talk about the game in, in detail. Like it's it's potent in that way. Still, um, uh, uh, I'm not. I, what I will say is like playing this game. I'm. I can't say this because it's gonna it's gonna make people yell at me about it. But it's like oh, I wish I was on a Dark Souls podcast. We're not starting a Dark Souls podcast. We We're don't not. have the time. We're not. But playing it is like I want to. I want to talk about this game in a, in a fine tooth comb sort of way. That's the sort of game it is. Where I just I I wish I could make. I it's it's when I played this game, it was I was not part of communities talking about this game. I played Demon Souls and loved Demon Souls, and then played Dark Souls immediately, and it was like, oh yeah, I played that game. But by the time it like blew up, blew up, blew up, it was in that experience after that where it was kind of after the fact. And the first one I played along with the community was Dark Souls 2, and the community hated Dark Souls 2. So it was still a very solitary experience for me in many ways. And then I reviewed Dark Souls 3, and I played Bloodborne after everybody, and Sekiro, so, and Sekiro I reviewed. So it's right. like I've never had the experience of playing a game, this one of these games, along with the community in that way and i fe i feel it in my heart that like i've lost i've lacked part i guess demon souls was the closest thing because i was playing it alongside a bunch of importers at the time who were super into it and explaining what mechanics were and you know how to get past certain bosses and stuff like that um uh but but getting to, to go back and revisit this post-launch has been very fun and and a decade on that game still holds up so dark souls I could vouch for the remastered version on Switch. It's not the best version of that game at this point, obviously, but it's really fun to play it portable. I think it runs really well portably. Like, nice. Patrick, if you ever want to check this game out, uh, Kato also, I, Kato, you've played through Dark Souls 1, right? Yeah, I didn't, or I no, got... You didn't finish it. I didn't finish it. I got... Uh, I had two bosses left, I think, when I had to Didn't link that it. fire? Oh, you have two bosses left? Yeah, wow. yeah, I was pretty far. You got to wrap it. You got to go back back to that. I have to pull out the PS3. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I will say, okay, wait, I do have an, I do have an admission, which mm. it's not an admission because you know, I'm pro summoning. You know this about yeah. me. Yes. Max Kellerman, okay. you know this about me. I'm pro summoning. <laughs> However, it is, it is a, it is a point of pride to get through Ornstein and Smo without, yeah. without oh, summoning. Yeah. yeah. I did end up summoning this time. But you're doing, but you're playing through it a second time. Like, this I, I feel true. like, but also I, I I wanted to do something I'd never done before, which is I wanted to kill Smoke first and sure. get the Ornstein armor and stuff by letting Ornstein be the right. second one that you right. that you kill right. and see I'd see upgraded Ornstein because that's a harder fight for people who don't know. There's a there's a notorious boss fight. I think the, the Bell Gargoyles are the first truly I guess the Capra Demon. The Bell Gargoyles are the first truly horrendous fight, right? Where you're like Capra Demon could get two on one <laughs> horrendous though, right? But I feel like, I feel like the Gargoyles by having two bosses, it is a moment in which right. the game it yes. is an early marker yes. for like do you want do you still want to do this yeah. like and and if and if if you get to that point and tap out like no no shame like you've understood played enough of it to like wrap your head around like what is dark souls what's appealing yes. about it and you and, and you can kind of move on with your life but if you get through that and you go oh hell yeah like you're good you're you can beat this game like the yes. gargoyles are a certain test that you'll be You'll be just fine. You know, you, you'll hit your difficulties. You'll have your challenges, but mm -hmm. like you can you can beat Dark Souls if you can beat those two bosses. That's what I'm wait. Cap is Capra Demon post Gargoyles? I, I thought so. It is. I thought Capra Demon is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Because you, do, yes. un you right. do Upper Undead Burg, Undead Parish, then Lower Undead Burg, then the Depths, then Blight Town. So yeah. So yeah, they're they're before it anyway. So yeah, I think that's it. But then Ornstein and, and Smo, Smog, Smog, S-M-O-U-G-H. Sure. I've always said Smo. 
um, uh, is the other very notorious uh, two two uh, two character fight, two boss fight. Um, one of them is kind of uh, lithe and agile and has a has a lightning spear. The other one is a big lumbering executioner with a with a giant hammer. And the whichever one you you don't kill first powers up for the second half of the fight, recovers all their health and becomes you know even more powerful, taking on characteristics of the other one, which is extremely funny because I I think I'd probably mostly seen the one in which you you kill Ornstein first and then Smo like smashes him with a hammer yeah. to absorb all of his electricity <laughs> yeah. power, all of his lightning power. Whereas I, I don't, I could not have called this to memory when Smo dies first, Ornstein kneels over him and puts a hand on his chest. Like he's lost a fallen comrade. And it's like, bruh, Ornstein, Ooh. he ain't going to treat you like that. <laughs> he's going to hit you with a big hammer when you're, when you're a corpse, you don't have to give him all that. <laughs> anyway, he gains like height and strength. The story that I want to tell is I started summoning for it was I was like, I'm going to try to do, I did, you know, I fought him a couple times. I fought them a couple times. Uh, by myself first. I was like, you know what? I'm going to try to get the Ornstein win. Let me try to summon. And uh, I tried to summon and immediately got, I got, it was like, oh, there's a person named Moro here who I can, who I can summon. I'll summon Moro. And then it's like, that person didn't show up. And then it says invaded by the dark spirit Moro. I'm like, oh, are you for mm-hmm. real? This guy's putting his, <gasps> his summon sign here. But then the second he gets summoned, he invades instead. Fuck off. Ugh. So I fought Moro three or four times <laughs> won sometimes lost sometimes eventually other people were around that i could summon at least twice i'd summoned other people and moro had invaded us as a group uh you know and, and tried to fight us there beat moro that way finally i we i almost got the win and got like the instant kill stab from orange from super orenstein where he lifts you up with the spear and lightning charges you and i was weak enough Ugh. to get the kill or to get killed and so i was like fuck it and i'm low on humanity at this point and you need humanity to turn yourself to return from being hollowed so that you can summon. Uh, I was like, let me try one more time. And if this motherfucker Moro invades me one more time, I'm done. <laughs> and Moro's and Moro's sign was on the ground to summon him. And I was like, you know what? Let's see. We summon you. Summon. Moro comes through. What? And we both do the we both do like the shrug emote at each other. <laughs> it's like we were like nemeses at this point. But you know what? Let's do it. So we ran in. Threat. We're, yeah, exactly. We've, we've earned each other's respect through through harsh rivalry in the halls of the Honorlando uh, uh, c- Cathedral. <laughs> Went through, beat the shit out of Ornstein and Smo. Felt 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 like- uh, extremely strong, strong in friendship if not in strength itself. <laughs> uh, shout outs to Moro if you're out there. I hope you aren't a shithead. Uh, good luck, good luck, ganky people in the halls of and Cathedral of Honorlando. The fact that you that you had my back when it came when it came down to it means a lot so well, these uh, uh is hope it, you're out it, there these games probably aren't cross-platform right so this is just no, someone just hanging out on the yep, switch just a hundred percent i'm now at a point where it's like oh let me do the um let me do the 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 gwendolyn uh covenant the dark moon covenant i've never done the dark moon covenant uh, uh but to get the buff from it again I'm, I'm doing a faith build and one of the best things that you can get for for in a faith build is a weapon buff that you can use the the dark moon blade uh, which gives it a huge buff. Uh, gives your your. It's almost like having free pine resin or whatever that gives it that sort of like uh, uh extra like magical damage boost. That's the best thing you could do as a faith character. It's better than having a divine weapon because you get all the damage of just a regular strong weapon plus the faith damage on top of it, that buff damage on top of it. But you need to earn ten like currency inside of this covenant by invading sinners and killing them and it's like there aren't people to invade i can't get i'm not who am i supposed to invade to get this these points 
Kato, I like that you just laughed like in the Dark Souls NPC. <laughs> Invo- <laughs> uninvol- you know, involuntarily. Well, that's why so, they, um, yeah. the, the, the communities for around these games do do annual uh, right. sort of like a communal, like, hey, let's go, everyone get back in to, to make the games feel like they do um, around around launch. I mean, that, you know, I'm I'm glad that from designs the games the way they do i think it's totally, you know it's it's, totally. it's a it's a bummer that some of these things don't or at least don't have like backstops like hey yes. like in the in the event of no sinners uh you know here's another way of of of, of doing it um yeah it's, it's so bad. i'm gonna i'm gonna figure out like hey is there a particular time that people are playing every week on this on this console or what Hey, uh, we're going to do a Waypoint Plus stream where we need everyone to sign in and hang around this area <laughs> so Austin can I grind can them and grind Covenant Dark Moon points. Blade Covenant. Yeah, honestly, exactly. that would be, honestly, that would that be. That sounds kind of fun. That actually that sounds, sounds kind of fun. fun. I'll see if my Elgato is going to start working because it wasn't <laughs> the last time we checked. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that game is still great. Uh, I would love to finish it. Um, and and I, I, I would really – I. If I finish it with momentum, I might just roll into Scholar of the First Sin and finally play that version of Dark Souls 2. That's a little, I'm a little surprised they haven't gotten around to porting the, yeah. the other ones. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like you could at least do Dark Souls 2 on Switch, probably. Yeah. Fine. 3 feels like no, because Dark Souls 3 was... That was PS4. No. That was PS4, right? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was you could probably do it. <laughs> you could probably do it. In fact, uh, here's some news. Dark Souls 3 now runs at 60 FPS on Xbox uh, X and S, Series X right. and S. Right. Thanks to FPS boost, which I want to see that. I bet well, it looks good. what you could do is, uh, you know, get one of these. Uh, I don't have it down here. The Backbone. The right. thing for the iPhone. Uh-huh. Like, it's tremendous. And they just added, like, native Game Pass support oh, into the into the app. So um, it's, like, super easy to just jump in and that shit works like whatever latency I don't think would impact your ability to play no. Dark Souls uh, probably. If there's ever a, an action RPG where it would it would probably be Dark I, but Souls. Not, but I I've played enough like actually like like yeah, yeah, yeah. like uh, uh, yes like sure if you want an excuse to to blame your death then sure then then <laughs> you've got one uh, built in but I I think you yes. would probably especially playing it for a second time you'd probably be fine and it, be fine. It, it look that stuff looks I haven't played that since launch either. Like this is this yeah. is it's it would be it will be very interesting to play these two things back to back, especially given what you know I feel about Dark Souls 2. Well, so. we don't don't you know, uh plans have not been fully made, but you know, it's, yeah. if there is a game on the horizon, um, sure is that will give us some excuses to God. do some things. Yeah, wait for Elden Ring. Mm. Elden Ring is Elden Ring is that game in my mind right now. <laughs> I'm ready <laughs> to ring that bell. It. I'm ready to ring that bell. I'm ready to summon the little pot boy, the little pot, pot boy, pot guy. Don't you say that with any it? sort of. He is my friend. He yeah. will uh, be. That's what I mean. Someone is a friend. Someone I'm ready to a... have a handicap where my little pop boys are are with me for the <laughs> entire the game. <laughs> I will be able to summon. I guess we, we didn't like do a roundup of things that came out about that game after E3. There were a bunch of interviews about well, it's that not, game. Con- I don't. It is not 100 confirmed that the pop pop boy season it's is summonable. about right. Is but it has all to we be. know is you all we know is that the enemies in the game. Some enemies can be summoned. Can be summoned alongside using you those and, little cubes. I we think right, and yeah, using your cosmic cube. Uh, yes. uh, uh, and that Miyazaki specifically said, and some will be useless. And so, <laughs> one, not the way that we should be talking about my uh, pot boy army. Uh, yeah, not Mizaki-san. useless. Please. Deeply important for morale. Yeah. 
but I, just, I, I, and I don't, I, I, this won't happen, but I would love it if these little enemies, these little summons also have like deep skill trees and like leveling oh, up. Like I want, I, I want my useless Please. pot boy skill trees mat, like, like, like sphere grid. um can can run slightly faster like yeah pot, uh-huh. pot slightly <laughs> less uh, uh fragile <laughs> hides um, quicker hides more quickly <laughs> is less, yells, is, yells louder when danger approaches <laughs> The pop was like a little like Beep. alarm, like a guard yeah, just uh-huh. letting you know. <laughs> People who don't remember from the from the uh, the the trailer <sighs> for Elden Ring, there was a little a little like ceramic pot enemy who attacked, and we're just we need to be able to summon that guy. Yeah, as our that friend. is yeah, that is my friend. That is truly just a little guy. Just a just a little guy. All got a pop. You know what's better than this? <laughs> uh, this guys guy being pops. <laughs> Yeah. I live here now. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's right. Um, uh, so yeah, that's that's the big thing. And then really quickly, I do just want to say, um, uh, Ender Lilies. That game's good. I'm I'm only three hours in. Maybe I've locked a bunch of those spirits. We talked about it in the previous episode. You can go back yeah. and listen to that. 2D Metroidvania with very deliberate combat, where you're you're beating bosses and then turning them into kind of spirits you can summon like jojo stands to fight <laughs> as your weapons um it's very cool i think that the the lore in that world is pretty cool too mm-hmm. there's like the way you're unpacking kind of what happened to this place um i don't think it's as good as like hollow knight but if you have a hollow knight itch this game will help scratch that yeah. a little bit yeah you know? and it's and, it, and it's not and and I, I you know uh and i think it's a good one of those sometimes yes. i will play yes. a game like that that's like eh like but it's yeah. fine like this yeah. is just what i'm i know what i'm here i just for. need this right now i just yeah but uh but this is a a i think a really well-made one one of those i i like put it to the side because i knew i was going to get consumed by it so now i'm like finishing off like mario golf and you know some other games i've been playing you, so that yeah can, what do you can we get a mario golf update from you mario well yeah golf. i think uh well we i believe uh i'll just uh recap the converse the conversation we had pre-pod which is that uh I think the story mode, adventure mode, is awful and is really just a very long, boring tutorial. Yeah, (laughs) and I think I I think I think it sounds like I'm gonna pivot to Kato. Yeah, uh, because he sounds like he's playing the game differently. Yeah, does a disservice to a game that I think, and I, I said this in the previous podcast. I think mechanically is a joy to play and has a lot of really fun. It makes a lot of really advanced mechanics of of golf and golfing yeah. like fun to go like like the fact that I'm like lining up a shot, doing a double tap for like a like a, a turbo backspin, but then also um ho- holding left holding, on the analog right. stick in the second wave to like just yeah. not fully ten left. I want it like one arrow left. to the left uh, in each of the different you know yeah. me- like all that stuff is very approachable and fun and good, and uh, I just don't like the structure they have at all in adventure mode. And so I'm curious, Kato, you said you've been having a better time with it. So I'm curious how you're, how you're playing it. Yeah. So I, I was home uh, in Florida seeing my family over our, our break. I took an extra couple days actually. And usually when I head home, I bring my switch with me and we like play smash brothers or some, I have four siblings. Um, I'm the oldest. They're all younger than me. So we all play video games to some, to a certain degree. Um, and this time around, I ended up picking this up because uh, 
they were kind of smashed out like they haven't played it in a while they're like is there something new some new party game or sports game that we can get for your switch and i was like you know what let's try this uh and we basically ignored adventure mode because we're playing multiplayer we went through the like there's a tutorial on the main menu that is just a bunch of screens that tell you everything about the game. <laughs> um, and so we read through that together and then we had a blast playing regular golf, like just like without the speed, the not the speed golf, just or even the battle golf. golf, just regular golf. And there's enough in there that it actually like it works like the amount of like, you know, like um, what angle your ball is resting on when you go to hit it will curve your shot. Uh, things like like small details like that of like mm-hmm. where um like you get you you unlock clubs where you can like yeah you can put in multiple uh amount like different levels of spin on different parts of the arc of the ball which is really fun uh so like for example if you're like looking at a tree you can like super curve it to the right on the first like path so that it goes around it and then super curve it back to the left so it goes back on its original path basically um and like it's it just it feels like a really good arcadey golf game with like enough of like oh i have to care about the different angle that this ball is gonna hit the ground like oh i can kind of gate like the elevation mat like the, the things it's like not so arcadey that you're just whacking the ball as hard as you can, but also not so simmy that you can't do this crazy curve around a tree, right? It's a, this perfect kind of middle area that a lot of Mario sports games end up being in where it's like, you know, we're going to take a lot of the real world things that you do in the sports game, but also give you like magic powers on top of that, like on top of right. it. That makes it really interesting. Yeah. Um, and like hearing you all talk about how the, the, the speed golf like kind of feels a little weird just because you don't watch the shot you don't see where it lands like yeah totally we just like we played it and then as a regular sports game it's actually really satisfying to see there's like on the bar for example the power bar at the very top of it there's a section where if you hit it at full power there's a chance that it'll shift left or right and it's not a huge shift but it's really it's like really exciting to watch your ball kind of go and you're like, ah, oh, I'm a little too far left. But then the shift, the accidental shift kind of leans it back left towards the hole, like small. Isn't that called chaos? I believe like that's yeah. actually, I think it's called <laughs> chaos is like the term in the game. It's just like literally like. depending on what, like what, le- what, if you're like in a bunker, for example, the safe, the quote unquote safe zone where it will go where you tell it to is tiny. And like, you won't be able to get out of the bunker with that. You're just kind of, leaving it up to chance at a certain point, but it's like a fun element of like, okay, I'm going to hope it curves to the left. So I'm going to curve. I'm going to, I'm going to put a spin to the, to the right a little bit to correct for that. And um, there's just, there's a lot of kind of, there's a lot of nuance in there when you're just playing it as regular golf that comes through when you're watching the ball travel and you see the small, you see the wind kind of push it a little bit. You see your curve kind of kick in at the end or things like that. That is really, really fun. Speed, yeah. The speed I, thing I, I kind think, of like kills all that because uh, you don't yeah. watch the arc and then you're you're running and like that has its own like different mechanics that it adds on top of that we like didn't really we we were just there for the golf right oh there's right. like a good golf game under there um, that sounds like uh, that sounds like the like uh, the the 
dour, you know, act the end of the act two, you know, turn where everything <laughs> seems terrible in the movie. You know what I mean? Right. We were just there for the golf, we just and everyone <laughs> goes their separate ways. You know, yeah, like remember yeah. what we were? This is just about the golf. It was just about the golf. Now it's uh, how do we get here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I've had a lot of fun doing that multiplayer. I think the issue that Austin and I have, which is you're playing with a human, which sounds yeah. great. Sounds um, What's that? Um, <laughs> and like, I don't, I, I don't, that will never be right. like, it, like I could play with sure. Austin, right? Like yeah. I could, you know, I guess. We should. But, uh, and we should. Um, but even like outside of that, what I'm, I guess what I'm saying is the reason the, the, the adventure mode is so much more profoundly disappointing is because what I knowing that I will have very limited opportunities to play with other people. What I want is the structure of the story adventure mode, RPG mode, whatever to fill in that gap in which like the objectives that I'm chasing the, uh, you know, basically that structure is, is, is what I want out Mm -hmm. of the human element that I can't get. And it, it doesn't exist. Like, it's just not, think about it. like dark souls. I I had a rivalry with Moro, (laughs) the person, but even if I didn't have that, I would have still had the great fight against Ornstein and Smo and that whole arc. Whereas if Patrick and I play this once together, that's like playing a board game with someone once. Right. It's great. It's right. fine. But like, was it worth the $60? Like, probably not. No, you know? that's the thing. And like, I popped it open before we played together just to see what the like courses yeah. and stuff was. And I ended up unlocking all the courses over the course of three hours of just playing all 18 holes by myself as a regular golf game. Again, like just playing against CPU, playing a regular. And like the challenge there just becomes like, you know, how how well can you get under par? Like the normal challenge right, of golf. Right. And that was really, really fun, but it was only like three hours before I had unlocked all of the courses. Um, and you can go through and unlock a special golf set for each character that allows them to hit harder and gives you the, I believe in the adventure mode, this is a stat, but in like regular play, this is just an unlock where the power, like the power bar that you that fills up and you have to hit at the top to you know gauge how how hard you're hitting it has different second segments that you can add right. different amounts of spin to uh in multiplayer that's just one segment like there are, you can't really control it unless you go through and unlock a club set that you pick at the at on the like multi, hmm. on the character collection and then uh-huh. it's like every club has three segments and you can play through but I only unlocked that for one character, so I didn't use it that much because it was kind of an unfair advantage over everyone else playing with the base sets. But so like you could go through and do that solo. And I don't know, like that was kind of fun, but you're right that if you're only ever going to play it alone, that's probably not enough to justify the the $60 thing. Because it's like, yeah, all the courses unlocked in, in three hours and then like, I didn't I don't I don't know that I'll go through and unlock the club sets for everyone. There's too many yeah. characters to do that with and Well, there's supposed found to the add, character you know, that I, I liked. I like that's the thing is like I found the one that right. has the right amount of control and like it's actually Peach. She's great. Uh there's like a kind of a middle ground there of like enough control uh-huh. that I can add a good amount of spin and stuff but not and enough power that it doesn't feel like I'm way behind everyone else. Right. Um, right. Well, that's Mario Golf. That's, <laughs> that's Mario, isn't it? That's kind of it yeah. for Mario Golf. Uh, Hi, Mario. 
Anyone else want to shout anything out before we wrap up here? All right, so. let's let's take it to the end. I'm 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 tired. I have a long day. I got to prep for a podcast. Yeah. I, I think I'm recording another another Friends of the Table recording today. I just did a oh, long. No. I had four hours of Friends of the Table last night. Damn. Because of scheduling, and that looks like I'm now going to go again in like three hours. So it's like got to put on my GM hat. Got to get that yeah. energy going for it. Got to eat lunch woo. between now and then at some point. <laughs> so yeah, woo! Welcome to Friends of the Table. Uh, get that same energy that I had or at the beginning of this podcast. Right. For that one. Uh, we'll be back uh, next week with some more stuff. We had some Waypoint Plus stuff coming. We were recording something tomorrow. Uh, I guess it's worth saying we're recording a a, a uh, Be Good and Rewatch It. I We should change that name. Yeah. It's not its own feed anymore. Right. I, it's a, I it's always a like, feature now in the feed. It's a feature inside of the feed, and I feel like it needs something else. I, we'll, we'll sit on it. We'll think about it. But on No Sudden Move. No, no sudden move, right? Move. Not no sudden yeah, not move. move. Single move. move. No sudden move. The Steven Soderbergh heist film that uh, just dropped uh, uh, on streaming. I believe it's on. I believe it's on HBO Max. It is. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, so look forward to that coming up. We're going to record that tomorrow, um, and then uh, probably for some, release guess, next Wednesday. So look on for real, okay. Yeah, that sounds yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, and then speaking of stuff, I guess the day this comes out, y'all are also going to do some more Resident Evil One streaming. Yeah, we're gonna yeah we're gonna do with the puzzle one. master. Puzzle master yeah. couldn't be here today. <laughs> he's busy studying up on his oh. sword keys and his uh, uh-huh. rubies. Try- and he's like, who's Lisa? Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so we're gonna do uh, one more uh, of of those at least. We're gonna see how it goes. Yeah. I, I would say I think there's a there's a we had a surprising amount of fun with the the first one. Yeah. of me having that kind of. Me being a bit of a dungeon master for uh, <laughs> Rob's uh, Resident Evil. That's fun. Well, you know, try, trying to figure out like, uh, how, how do I, as someone who has played the game before, is doesn't want to set him on the easy path, but also am trying to like sand off some of the edges so that we like keep moving forward. And so you still you can experience what Resident Evil is without necessarily um, having to go through that that all, all of that. And that that was a lot of fun and he's not going to listen to this uh before we do the stream but all i i just need him to see a crimson zombie before we <laughs> stop streaming Please. um if you've if you watch the first uh stream people were putting too much thinking i was trolling him too freak like on purpose <laughs> yes. all the time uh-huh. which is not true that's just my fuzzy memory <laughs> your memory I, yeah. yeah that makes yeah. sense but yeah, it is also true that i was like stringing him along like in the most the most specific case of that is the crimson zombie if you're not played the resident evil mm-hmm. remake from from years back um traditionally in, in the original resident evil uh when you defeated a zombie they bleed out on the floor and they're gone in fact actually i think the right. bodies disappear from the environment when you come back into the room i might be wrong on that um and in the the the, the remake they uh, it's i forget exactly i don't it might be, I don't know if it's every zombie or it's certain zombies. I forget exactly how the mechanic works, but basically they can come back. will come back alive um, as these red screaming zombies that will like chase you down a hallway. <laughs> it's fucking <laughs> horrifying. It sucks. <laughs> it's like one of the most brilliant changes in, in, in that remake. Um, and we had gotten to the point in the stream where Rob had encountered, he'd gotten a, a lighter and yeah. access to a tank oh of gasoline. God. And <laughs> he hasn't 
Like, he has the equipment, but the game hasn't explained... The game's hinted at it, but hasn't made it explicit what is going to happen with the zombies. Like, you read a memo that said, like, hey, you should burn them. Yeah, there's assumptions you can also make just from general, like, cultural osmosis of zombie fiction. You burn the bodies. You burn... The but it is true that the game has not communicated how the mechanic right. works yet. No, and no, no. he, from Rob's perspective, I believe where he is at currently is the game will explain it to me. And it will <laughs> in the form of a crimson zombie oh. coming back and scaring the, the shit out of him. Um, so we're at least going to get to we will get to that point in the next stream. I think we were not far off. Um, and we have some technical difficulties that that we have since worked out that Rob just has a cursed USB slot oh, on God. his monitor. So when funny. Kato realized he was plugging things <laughs> into his very monitor. Very funny. I think oh. Kato, Kato was like a, an equivalent of like ripping his headset off and like throwing it at a wall. It was just <laughs> yes. like, take that shit out! Yeah. Don't, Don't plug things into your monitor! I swear this has happened before too. I have yeah. this like the slightest memory of like we, I think we, I think we went through this with the last computer, and it's like, why are you having the same issues? Oh, right, the USB hub on that monitor is fucking broken. <laughs> yeah, uh, and the moment he stopped using that, everything was like completely perfect. Yep, there fine. fine. So, <laughs> so there, yeah, there. You know, we we have been talking about doing the the the, the waypoint runner was as like a, a monthly thing, but if we are having fun with this stream yeah. and we just want Rob to play all of Resident Evil, there's a world where we shift the schedule to a degree that uh, we just, like, keep playing. And we would probably increase the frequency of those streams. Like, Rob and I would not just do it every Friday for right, three for months. Six months like, or whatever. Right, yeah, right. like, I mean, it's a pretty, sh- it's like an eight to ten hour game, yeah, I think. you could um, it out. So I, I think there's, you know, if people are having fun, if we're still having fun, we, we might um, just start doing that with some more frequency. That wouldn't take away from Tactical Tuesdays and stuff like that. That would just right, be in addition right, right. while we were playing through I mean, that. Part of the reason I thought about this and, and we talked about this was we, we finished our XCOM 2 uh, War of the Chosen run this right. week on Tactical Tuesdays for people who who maybe haven't uh, watched all of that or who was going to wait until it's done. It's done. Uh, Kato, I'm <laughs> guessing I'll be up on the YouTube next by the by mid next week or something like that. Waypoint fans from uh, 2017 that YouTube. fell off. Come back yeah, on the YouTube. Yeah, it'll it should be up when you're listening to this podcast. Awesome. So, yeah. Great. Love that. Um. I think we probably need to go in and clean up that playlist because I don't know the playlist. I don't, has I don't think everything. the playlist is updated. I have to. Yeah, yeah that is yeah. a thing. So you, you might have to <laughs> dig through and find some of them. Um, if if but if they are all updated, technically there somewhere, somewhere in including the- <laughs> including the ones that were part of save points or eight hour streams or whatever. Right, they're out there somewhere. Um, uh, but that's done and wrapping that felt so good. The thing of like, hey, you can watch us play XCOM two front to back on this website over three years which <laughs> is wild um that started at the end of 2017 it is now the middle of 2021 over three years of of, of time for that thing Damn. um uh felt so good and the idea of like here's a complete run of it just feels so good that that i would love to be able to be like go back and watch you and rob play through resident evil one whatever remake whatever whenever I want to. Uh, so, so yeah, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. If you, by the end of this next one, you're not having fun, you're not having fun and then kill it. You know, who cares? Yeah, we'll, but, but we'll see. We'll see. We're definitely playing with that idea. So we'll yeah, have to see how yeah. it goes. So if the exactly. puzzle master keeps puzzling, <laughs> exactly. I'll keep watching. God. Exactly. God um, damn it. Go, if you don't know what that is, go t- t- check my yeah. uh, Twitter yeah. timeline. Please and I've check. I tweeted some of them. Please. They're extremely, they're extremely good. The puzzle master. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, shout out to everyone who's who's made this possible. As a reminder, the only reason we're able to stream is because we started Waypoint Plus a little over a month ago. 
at this point and uh it's been it's been a success which is exciting and if you want to help us continue to succeed in that way waypointplus.com is the address easy to go to easy to subscribe there are now annual memberships you can go to waypoint.zone slash carrot c-a-r-r-o-t for i think it's for is that for gifting that's for gifting someone a a yearly subscription waypoint.zone slash annual if you want to buy an annual subscription for yourself out the gate you can also just go into your account and make it an annual subscription uh if that's easier for you um and we have more stuff coming up so look forward to all that uh as always you can follow us on twitter i'm at austin underscore walker where can people find you patrick uh, at Patrick Lubbock. Cotto. At a underscore Cotto underscore appears. Follow everything we do. Twitter.com slash waypoint, waypoint.vice.com, youtube.com slash waypointvice, twitch.tv slash waypoint. As always, again, Waypoint Plus. And thank you to Bowen for letting us use the track. Miss you off the EP panel machine. Find out more about that at waypoint.zone slash B-O-E-N. We'll be back next week with more. Until then, fuck capitalism. Go home. Peace. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I've played 40 Uh, minutes of Boomerang X this morning. I will give you the, yeah, Kato and I will uh, (laughs) will you the power, the sheer velocity of Boomerang X Uh into your heart. What a good fucking game. Um, uh, uh, Mario Golf, which I think Mario maybe Mario sucks. Golf. How far? What? Well, we'll talk. I almost said, I almost said, yeah. I'm in the, I'm in the desert area. Um, I think that's where I am now too. I haven't played more though. Uh, I played, uh, then, I played that game in a very different way than y'all are playing it and I'm enjoying it. Oh, good. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, uh, yeah. Like not without burning pot. I think the story mode sucks is, is right. really my takeaway. Right. That yeah. is also um, what, I, what I feel. Adventure <laughs> mode. They didn't call it a story mode because there ain't no goddamn story. <laughs> um, There's no. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, Monster Hunter. Did you play Monster it on Hunter, PC? Monster uh, Hunter Rise? Or, or, or sorry, story? Stories. I played too. a bit, but Same. not okay. a ton. Like yeah, the thing I want to say about it is gonna be, wow, what nice presentation this game has. <laughs> this game is attack animations are really nice. Yeah. And that's about all I can say about it. Right. Anyway. Um I will say I'm probably like more jealous of the way Kato is playing it than on a Switch. Interesting. Um oh, the, I, see, I, see, I, I see, played yeah. I started I started playing the demo on Switch and I was like, oh hey, uh yeah, just these cut, frames. Progress, right? Oh yeah, no. but okay, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll yeah, talk yeah, about we'll get there. Um, okay, that's it. I think that's a that's a that's a podcast. Yeah, and we should talk about we we it, we um we should talk about the the, the switch Nintendo. Yeah, we'll switch. structure <laughs> that in. Let's do that with Monster Hunter. Um, yeah. like let's put like yeah, 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 yeah. like because it actually yep. it ties into Boomerang X. 
I'll make a reference there. Uh, like, but we can well, push that it, switch. It, wait, to wait, the, wait. Do we have an all? Mon- oh, this is an all switch showcase, baby. Because I've been playing Dark Souls on Switch, also, all right, good. and I've been playing Ender Lilies on Switch, which does get framey in points. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, so the, the, the theme sw- runs welcome through. to the Switch course. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> God. God damn it. Uh, July 9th. Uh, that might be the eight. that might be the the podcast the title. The title. <laughs> That's how it goes sometimes, isn't it? Um, we adjust, we'll take prepare it. to switch course edition. <laughs> yeah. Uh okay. Uh, time dot is uh thirty. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> you're not there. God damn it! You're not there. Got it. You're not Boom. there. You're not there. Boom. You're not there. Boom. I didn't clap. I couldn't see you, so I couldn't tell if you were there. <laughs> Uh, 40. That, that doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Oh, I did. 45, 45, 45. I'm glad you got there. Thank you. Nice. All right. 